0: Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 180. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selick. We have been... Well, I guess we have some episodes out, but not Sutra Side Talk, and we're finally back. It's been a small little, like, one, two-week break. I want to say it was really... I guess it was two weeks, maybe, at this point.
1: Yeah, I skipped the Coffee in a Comic thing, because... I, I'm not as into comics as you are. I I always want to read them. I just never do. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's on YouTube now. You should watch it. It's a good episode. Yeah. Uh at least from I've seen some of it. I haven't watched all of it. You, I'll get I'll go back to it.
0: Yeah, if you guys have been tuning into the podcast channel or YouTube channel, or whatever, for the show for the for Sutra Side Talk, uh the last two episodes that have come out are actually two shows that finally brought out a hiatus. Uh the Cut of Steel, uh episode 14, which is the state of DC comics uh, 2022. Uh, it's like the one we did last year where it was myself and Brandon Moncada, and this time I had Frank or Jeff, uh, whichever name you'd like to call him, uh, from Copy and Comic, and we pretty much talked all DC Comics top books of the year, what they need to change, what they're doing good, that kind of stuff. Uh, if there's really any impact from WB Discovery now uh, with that merger and them trying to eliminate debt and whatnot, uh, that's all there, and then. What should have come out basically like three days before this, this is a Monday, this is releasing, we're recording on like a Thursday night, but uh, on the Friday before this episode comes out, there was Up To It, Down To It, episode 11, and that covers uh, us talking about Dragon Con, because our friend Miles finally got to go for the first time, and Ty, Roman, and I talk about like our very first Dragon Cons among like our favorite cosplays, all this kind of stuff, it's a really good time, uh, fun episode, you know it's a little lengthy but you know these two shows are shows that don't happen often they're like monthly at best at very best but usually not even monthly so
1: yeah we were gonna record earlier in the week and you were like i think i finally got us all together Can, we're gonna record <laughs> recording later yeah it was like and i was just like i feel like he he's at like his wits end trying to get this together, so Dude, I'll just give it to him. It was I, I
0: it was it had it there was calls, there was all these extra things I had to do to get this to happen. Son of a bitch, sorry I forgot my phone audio is on. I'm trying to find the um not only that, but I was also a guest on the Last Word podcast, which uh that episode came out last week. Uh it is episode two hundred and thirty two. Uh but uh it's got everyone from like uh Ty Guy Travis and he, well, he he uh he works at IGN and he invited me on because I met him through a, a mutual friend, and I helped him with like his wedding proposal and all this other stuff without knowing him, like no meeting him twice and then all of a sudden in his wedding proposal, uh and like uh, eventually yeah it led to me going on his show with uh if you guys know, uh Lord Cognito, from uh I guess really like uh, defining dukes. And he's on like you know sacred the Collins Lost stand stuff. Um, it was with them, and I'm so sorry, man. I'm like forgetting your name. Holy crap! Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, his name was uh, damn. One second, guys. I got it. I'm so bad with names right now. It was like all these new people I was meeting for the first time. Um,
1: nah, I'm terrible with names. They yeah, it takes me so long to remember them.
0: But uh, it was it was, starts with a D. I'm I'm gonna find it. I just can't look at it right now because otherwise I'm just gonna be like scrolling looking for it at this very moment. Uh, but he's was really cool too. It was my first time meeting him. Like uh, it was a, it was an awesome time. We talked like what was happening that week in the story, uh, how we felt about like Iron Banner uh, with its new mode and a bunch of other stuff. But it was, it was a great time. And uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really fun. But now this show is back and with it we are gonna talk this week on pretty much our 2022 interview so our top movies games tv shows and our new category anime because it we split it with tv shows last year we like included it in anime anime was in like movies and tv but this year because there's such a i would say we both had a very big increase in watching anime oh, yeah. uh we had to make it its own category Dude, i got Crunchyroll
1: roll to watch like my dress up darling or something and i just kept it and i keep watching more and more anime
0: yeah no it's uh, crunchy yeah it's so it's dangerous it is dangerous it is very dangerous but it's so it's so worth it um and then man there was some news this week but not really we, we haven't really talked news in a bit but uh you know, the only thing we got is what Ubisoft <laughs> canceled like four more games. Uh, Microsoft laid off some people from like 343 and Coalition and Bethesda. Um, there's not really much we can say on it. Like, it's
1: just like yeah, Ubisoft, it's, it's, it's just like a it doesn't it's nothing new. <laughs> they keep doing this. Yeah, it's just, hey, it turns out no one wants us to make the same game over and over again in a bunch of different flavors. Go figure. Who would have thought, right? Who, who eh. knew this was coming? You don't want, like, a 200-hour Assassin's Creed game plus DLC for it? <laughs> Who would have expected these things to occur? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the Microsoft thing is just, like, it's... EbonTis. All we got is, like... EbonTis. That was his
0: name from the last word podcast. I'm so uh-huh. sorry, man. EbonTis. Yeah. It was first time yeah, meeting. For Microsoft.
1: <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Further, Microsoft, is just, like, we got a number of, like, 10,000 employees total, like, across their entire business, so we don't know how many were like in the gaming side of their business but
0: there's like sites to narrow it down to like they find out like oh this is what was laid off like this is the main area from the company that was laid off and that kind of thing yeah and uh, since
1: then there's been apparently like at least a handful of uh halo devs that are just like i'm fucking tired of how this company is being treated and stuff like that or 343 and like it sounds like even the devs are frustrated with like how halo is going right now yeah i mean apparently
0: joseph Staten even left 343 again and went back to xbox publishing yeah, uh so that's like
1: yeah he was, like, the creative uh i think he was the creative lead for like the campaign side of halo infinite and that was like the thing i was most interested in
0: yeah and i've said like i'm it for activision blizzard and for the games that are there potentially of like what you'd have access to and what they could do as developers would be good under Microsoft just because, you know, one, Bobby Kodak would no longer have the company. Two, really there'd be so. more creative freedom potentially for all those studios that just only make Call of Duty. Uh, but on the other side, you look at it and you go, you know, they just laid off like 10,000 people and they're trying to buy this company. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Oh, uh, are you sure you want this? You, you just, because it's like, it's really, it feels like it's like we're buying Call of Duty and Blizzard game, title, like, it's that thing of like i'm not trying to be yeah. a dick or anything but it's like you know hey what are the big games that we're coming out this year oh you know we've been developing these for a lot of time and stuff we're really focused on that it's like like that's like nintendo and sony and then microsoft is like yeah so we're buying all these games that you can check out uh <laughs> Like you could come and buy these <laughs> we're buying these games and you could play them and it's like you didn't make these no no we just we just bought like we said oh, this looks cool and we bought them and then that's kind of what happened
1: it's on game pass
0: yeah it's on game pass now uh so yeah. you don't have to pay for it but now you'll well you'll be paying for it every year now for a crazy amount but of yeah, money
1: now that you mention it, it is weird that just like for activision blizzard alone they want to se- uh, spend something like 69 billion dollars yeah and they're like the times are tough though we got to lay off like ten thousand people That's yeah i mean i guess crazy. the
0: whole thing is like oh the the covid like crazy time is over of like you know people wanting to stream stuff use technology all that kind of stuff work from home yeah. uh but at the same time they're profit like some pointed out they're profiting a lot right now they don't need to do this they just used it as an excuse to do it uh so just remember that um and i i used to work for them i do not i no longer do um i might i could in the future i don't know i could go back at a certain point but you know i'm still saying this now and then if i did again then i'd be like i can't talk about this anymore (laughs) that's kind of how that works i'm pretty sure um but yeah that's just kind of the news uh nothing else to really talk about Uh, and you know this is sutra side talk i guess i didn't say it uh we talk what we watch and play every week and uh like we just did sometimes select news of what we feel like we have an opinion on if it's big enough to really talk about briefly uh, this one was actually pretty brief, but uh, this is kind of like our year ender, year beginner episode. I know we've had, I guess our Pokemon episode came out at the beginning of the year, and we wanted to do Calista Protocol, but this was getting aged a little too much, especially after the delays from like up to it, down to it, and so everything else. So, uh, I wanted to get this out of the way first.
1: At least it's out in January. Yeah,
0: get it out before it's like, hey guys, it's March now let's talk about 2022. <laughs> Like,
1: Remember that time? Yeah.
0: So the sooner the better. Uh, with that said, let's I guess dive right into it. Um, we're like I said, doing top five from lowest to highest, pretty much starting at five, working our way up to one. Uh, with each category, we're doing one category at a time. If one of us says like this is my number five, and it's like if it's James's number five, and it's my number three, I'll just talk about it at the same time as him. And you'll already know it's my number three, but I basically won't talk about it anymore uh, when it actually comes to number three, which kind of sucks when you get where you wanted to, you're like, this is my number one. Oh, it's my number five. I guess I'm done with my number one already. (laughs) Um, But I'm pretty sure we're, I'm not going to say what they are yet, but our one and two are probably the same, just reversed. Uh, And I'm probably, probably, uh, otherwise, uh. Let's, what do we want to start with, James?
1: Also, minor caveat, some of the things on my list are not going to be from this year. Specifically for games, though, right? Or was it also? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's mostly for games. Yeah. It's just uh, probably just for games. It's just like sometimes my backlog on games is so long that I don't play, get to play something for like a while. So like my number five came out like a while ago, but I just played it
0: uh i mine is pretty much everything from this year or from 2022 but i'm tempted to put something on there that isn't or i i don't think it is Uh, i'm actually not too sure when it came out um but i might talk about it briefly anyway we'll see uh but james what do we want to start with do you want to go first with the category Uh, you want to do games first you want to do games first okay yeah we can do games first damn
1: uh it's just because it's top of my list (laughs) okay what's your let's start off man what's your number five so my number five was resident evil 7 vr dude that was my
0: number one of this year it was not i don't have a vr
1: now resident evil 8 came out like last (laughs) year (laughs) so the reason why resident evil 7 got on my list besides the fact that i i didn't play it until now is like So Resident Evil 6 and 5, I I was like not super hot on 5, but I thought the story was still at least kind of interesting, but it was going a little bit too action-y and not as scary as I was hoping. Mm -hmm. And 6 was just like, they did a bunch of weird shit with that. They split it up into like three different campaigns and like the Leon campaign was like kind of close to original Resident Evil, but then like... I didn't even finish Chris's campaign cuz it was all action and I got is like I don't want to get too much into that. I just by the time I finished Resident Evil 6 I was like I don't know if it's like salvage the series. It's it's gone too far. It's it's like it's just an action game at this point. I I'm not into this. I think I'm done with Resident Evil. And then they reveal Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and it's like again very different it's the first time the series has ever been first person it instead of following like the umbrella corporation seemingly it was like weird like mutant hillbillies or something like very hills have eyes uh in like the swamplands somewhere Mm -hmm. and i was just like that's interesting they're going much much smaller with this story like i wonder if it's if they're still going to be able to pull it off and like if it's even going to feel like resident evil with it being like a first person shooter and stuff at this point point. and it's like it's first person but it's just not really much of a shooter it's i very much appreciated they were able to take it very back to its like original survival horror roots where you actually have to like manage uh your your ammo, your resources to make sure you're not, like, just trying to tank through everything because you will run out of shit and you will just, like, get stuck. Uh, They even brought back, like, doing puzzles, like, the original games. And it's, like, it somehow fit and it made sense. And, like, every one of the different, like, the uh, members of the Baker family that were, like, the weird hillbilly guys, Mm -hmm. like... Each one was interesting and creepy in their own different way and like extremely memorable boss fights. And like the the twist at the end of like why they were all the way they were and how they kinda connected to Umbrella at the end. I was just like I was blown away. I was I can't believe they actually saved Resident Evil. No wonder people like this one and eight. Like uh and then also this was my first major experience with VR. Cause like uh, a friend of mine gave me their PSVR a while ago. They were like, "It's literally taking up space in my apartment. I don't need it." Like, do you want it? And I took it. Uh, and it literally made me so interested in just like VR because it's such an interesting, fun experience. Also, it made it, it made aiming in that game so fucking easy because you just had to like point with your own head. Uh, but it that's that game is probably why I was so like ready to just like immediately pre-order PSVR 2 because I was like okay I really like this experience but like the screen's not super high resolution I'm just using the DualShock controller so it's like it's basically just like a different perspective but everything they've said about PSVR 2 where it's like the screen is so high resolution there's no screen door effect the the angle of view is wider so it, like it's even more immersive like it has its own controllers like literally it checked off all the uh check boxes of like the things that i had gripes about that i want i want it made me want to get psvr too mm-hmm. so resident evil 7 sold me on not only getting back into the resident evil series in general but also the vr aspect of it was so cool that i was just like i'm sold on vr okay damn dude
0: uh yeah, I, eventually I feel like I'll borrow your PSVR so I could just play all the yeah. stuff that isn't on the PSVR two. I'm uh, just get that's that the, of the annoying way. thing is
1: I'm gonna have to keep it for like the occasional times that I I want to play something like Iron Man VR or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's not like we're gonna get PSVR two anytime soon. Me less so than you, but I think you'd yeah. get it first between us. Um, yeah, my number five uh, was the Callisto Protocol. Really? Which oh, man. <laughs> I will say, uh, is that like a, oh, I'm surprised like it's even uh, on there? I,
1: I was not super hot on that game.
0: <laughs> I know. I Okay, so the only reason it's on there is because I honestly only played like six or five games from this year. So oh, that's it's, it's there by default. If not, I would almost say like Valheim. And I'm not putting Hunt Showdown on there again because I already put Hunt Showdown before. And there's no like viable expansion that really does anything to warrant it returning to that like top five. Um, but I'll say close to Protocol Shirley, for the fact that, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's there. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk much about it, surely for the fact that also we're talking about it next week. It's our next yeah. episode. Uh, but I will say that I love the sound design for it. Um, they at least were able to do some interesting stuff with the monster sounds there. I don't think it grabbed me. Like I don't want to get too into it. Like I said, also just yeah. because I'm going to be like, well, dance space did this and it was blah 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 versus this. Uh, but I will say, like, the sound was pretty good.
1: They definitely nailed the atmosphere of that game. Yeah, I'll give them
0: that. The atmosphere with it, the mutations. Um, I think it has. I don't want to say promise, but it has there. There's it has potential. That's the word. It has potential for a better sequel it's like what i say with stuff like the assassin's creed movie and the venom movie uh they aren't necessarily good but they have the potential for a much better sequel because if the people in charge see what the audience is saying and this is one of those things where it's like you know don't always listen to the audience do what you need to but in this case it's like hey we have some just like critique on it That I honestly think it's not like I'm I'm not trying to throw in like, oh, I'm a fanboy about this. So I want to throw in like fanfic or whatever the fuck. I'm just saying like, hey, if you improved in these areas, I can guarantee you this will be a much better product. Not a better fan thing, but a better product. And that's the same thing with Callisto Protocol. Um, I will say what it has going for it is it's probably the better spiritual successor of an original of another like franchise like we saw back for blood we saw um mighty number nine and all these other ones that are like hey remember that franchise well here's like a spiritual success and we all go holy shit i'm so excited for this and it comes out and it goes like i don't know what happened (laughs) like it was supposed to be good (laughs) what did you do
1: you were the chosen one
0: (laughs) and i think besides um the castlevania one i forget what it's called uh, I think that was the most successful one, but I'd say Cluster Protocol at least, I think did better than Back for Blood, maybe. Um, but just you know, yeah. it just didn't hit what I needed. But yeah, it's it's there. Otherwise, yeah, I think like I said, if it, I, I would almost put Valheim if Valheim came out this in twenty twenty two instead, but yeah. it didn't. So
1: I, I think like Cluster Protocol is pretty good. I just have a few gripes with it. And it definitely, I feel like a lot of my gripes are similar to a lot of people in the community and they're all like very fixable in a, in a sequel. So like, like you said, if they listen to their community and man, if this game even gets a sequel, because apparently it was like a huge flop financially. Yeah. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I finished it and I was like, that was pretty good, but I could see how it could be really cool. Like going forward. Yeah.
0: I must, I guess I could have put Cycle Frontier on five instead, but it's also... I just uninstalled it just out of sheer just I don't want to look at this anymore. So I think that's yeah. the reason why I didn't. Like, want to, I can't start over. I don't want to look at that again. Um, I don't even want to think about it.
1: <laughs> uh, what's your number four, man? So my number four is another one that's not from this year. I don't think. Uh, Mighty number nine. Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: No, okay. That's I. I think that's last year. I want to say it's 2021. Yeah. So it's not far. It's back.
1: like it's more recent. But it's also, like, I, I didn't get around to it when it first came out. And I remember people saying it was, like, uh, actually surprisingly good game. And I remember when they first showed it off, I was, like, man, it looks like kind of Mass Effect style combat. But, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's, like, not really. Uh, like, you are issuing commands to the rest of your squad, but it's not. It doesn't feel like Mass Effect because you're not, like, you're kind of stopping time while you do that. Anyway, it's just, like. It was a surprisingly fun game. Like, the story was was super fun, and just, like, I understand now what people meant when it came out, where just, like, they might like this version of the Guardians better than the MCU Guardians, and I don't even think it's just because you spend more time with them overall, because, like, given all the Guardians movies, there's only, like, a handful of hours with them versus, like, a 30-hour game. Yeah. But, dude, this Drax is so much fucking funnier, because they... You know how in the first movie he had that like character like quirk where he just like was just literal all the time and didn't understand. Like, that's why he nuance. was good in the
0: first one, and then that's why he sucked yeah. ass in the second one. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was him in this whole game, and he was oh, fucking hilarious. It and... went over
0: your head. No, my reflexes are too fast.
1: <laughs> but then also, like, you know how there's a, a scene in Guardians too, uh, where mantis like puts her hand on drax and she's like can feel his pain and is like oh my god he's actually like he seems very like calm but he's actually like deeply like in emotional pain all the time he's just hiding it Mm -hmm. essentially they do a much better uh, job of that in this game because like the whole point of it is like i guess dealing with grief and basically like the soul stone is like a huge aspect of this game and like having to accept death and whatnot. And, um, the, there's this like church of like the, the grand truth or something like that. That's like the main antagonist of the game that they're basically using the soul stone to try to like indoctrinate people into their belief system. And they're basically promising everyone like, Hey, if you believe in us, if you give us your faith, because apparently they can use faith as literal energy.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's a the power. They're like super machines. Um, they are. They will basically grant you whatever like your greatest wish is. And of course, for Drax, it's seeing his family again. And it's just like the scene where you have to like go into his mind and pull him away from his family is so heartbreaking. Damn that I that I was just like, damn. Like this almost makes me not like the MCU <laughs> Guardians at all because like c- compared to these and like dude rocket in this game is so funny Like, he's constantly fucking people over because he's just like yeah i'm a little shit i can do whatever i want i have big guns I'm a raccoon. what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah he's like i'm the smartest person in the room just fuck off that's great Okay, uh, but yeah so like i don't want to go t- uh, too much into it but it's just like it was actually a surprisingly super fun game and it's on game pass so that's, that's where i played it
0: oh that's okay yeah. yeah all right uh my number four was call of duty modern warfare 2 Without playing the campaign. (laughs) Just really the multiplayer. Yeah. uh, The reason for it is one, multiplayer is incredibly fun. And uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I did that giant break from Call of Duty pretty much the entire PS4 generation. I didn't touch it until Modern Warfare, like the 2019 one came out. And I played that and I really liked it. And it was like, oh, I'm back in Call of Duty. And then Black Ops Cold War came out and I played with some friends online for a little bit and I never even touched the campaign. I had no interest. I saw Ronald Reagan on it and I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. And uh, I never went back to the multiplayer. I just was kind of like, I think after two months or three months at, at the most, I just never played it again. And I just didn't feel like it and I lost interest. Vanguard came out, I skipped it. Modern Warfare 2, uh, Warzone 2.0 is so much fun uh specifically the dmz version Uh, i've been really loving dmz that's kind of what got me into it especially after playing so much fucking cycle frontier and like hunt showdown uh having a a call of duty version now where it's like yeah you bring in just like a small loadout of stuff and you want to like leave with certain things and go on a mission but it's like all the stuff you have isn't really worth anything it's not like Uh, I guess like a Tarkov cycle game where you're like oh this is really valuable let's like take it out with this it's like no just get to a store sell it and like build up your armor and shit uh killing pcs oh my god a real player let's fucking kill them like it's incredibly fun and I think it's very interesting you know like I know I just said everything with like Activision and everything else but like in terms of just sheer gameplay you look at like battle royales and once warzone came out it changed it was like i'm like oh this is the one i want to play i like warzone like this is the one that works out and now there's like the tarkov style games where it's like you know you want to loot and scoot uh and this is now in call of duty 2 and they also made it so now i don't need to play any other games for that kind of thing besides hunt because that's just cowboy western and not even really that similar to be honest, compared to it. It's a lot more like Cycle than than Hunt, uh for yeah, DMZ. Hunt
1: does not feel like any other um battle royale I've played. Yeah. So like I don't even want to call it that.
0: Exactly. Like Hunt feels like a weird, like Battle Royale Tarkov combo. It's like it's it's like a ba- weird baby between them, but then it's just like a weird bayou and it's made with like cry engine, and you're like, oh fuck, cry engine.
1: Uh, it's funny that the name Hunt is actually like the best name for it because it's literally just a hunting game
0: yeah and with call of duty which you know i said i wouldn't put hunt on here because i had it on last year uh and they didn't do any expansion or anything that really warranted it being on the list again uh modern warfare is just really fun and i really enjoyed it i don't think i'll buy whatever comes out next year because i just don't have as much of an interest in the franchise anymore i think i'm more just in specifically like modern Warfare and i only like do like the Warzone stuff specifically as it carries over. Uh, I will play the campaign at a certain point, but um, I'm not really like I was when I was younger where I was like, I need every Call of Duty every year and play the yeah. campaign, and go crazy with the story. Now I'm like, yo, my friends are on, I'll play it. It's not something I really want to do solo too much, but it's it's doing its job again. I'm like, I got my shooter. Halo is gone forever pretty much practically. It feels like this That's is so my sad. shooter now again back like it used to be for a bit and all the other ones are gone battlefields battlefield and uh nothing else is really hitting that area anymore except for this one and i'm glad they're around again uh what is your number three sir
1: my number three was again not from this year jesus christ 80s (laughs) oh yes that was last year dude right was, was that it 2021? Uh, it's either it's 2020 so, or 2021. I don't know. It's hard to tell because it was in, like, uh, um, pre-access, early access for, like, a little while, I think. Um, it's a super giant game. Uh, and, like, I remember people going crazy for it when it first came out. And I was like, it can't be that good. It was one of those games where I was like, it can't be that good. Like, I, I'm, I don't need it. Don't worry about it. I, I watched people play it. And it was like, it looks like a... Diablo-style, top-down, isometric view, like, uh, fighter, whatever. I was very wrong. Oh, my God. Hades is so fucking good. (laughs) Like, it's not even just, like, the gameplay is fun because it it is. It's, like, it's so – it's, like, challenging, but it it helps that it's a roguelike. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. It's a roguelike. I found out I liked roguelikes after I tried Rogue Legacy and was just, like, wait, so the game remakes itself every time I start over? So, it's, like – almost a new experience every time or at least a little bit fresh every time. Like, cool. So Hades has that going for it, where every time you start from scratch, uh, like a new run, you basically start in, um, Tartarus and then you go to Asphodel and then Elysium. And then there's like one more smaller area above that. You're basically, you're trying to fight your way out of Hades. Mm -hmm. You are playing as Zagreus, Hades's son. And I uh, I don't know why I don't want to, like, s- spoil some of the story stuff because it's not even really that important. You know, I'll, I'll spoil it. it. It's like this game came, uh, came out, like, a while ago, and Hades too is, like, already Can't announced.
0: spoiling it for me, son uh, of a bitch. You know I'm going to play this in, like, two years, dude. Come on, man.
1: Do you actually want to? <laughs> I'm going to play it eventually. I don't care. It's fine. You can tell me the story. Right, I don't okay. care. So you basically, like, you find out that, like, Zagreus, like, he finds out at one night that his mom is not who he thought she was like he he was uh told oh god i forget like oh, i forget the name of the goddess that was like he thought was his mom which persephone who, he's, no that's who it turns out his mom is
0: that wasn't uh, his mom
1: he, <laughs> <laughs> i mean no, that's what that's who he didn't think it i'm just okay well he thought his mom was like basically the goddess of darkness Uh, it was like Nyx or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, like her, her other children are the fates and. um, Oh man, I'm forgetting the name Uh, Thanatos uh, death. The only reason I remember that is Zagras calls him Than, So I'm just like, well, what does he call him? Than Thanatos. Um, So he finds out like, wait, so you've been lying to me my whole life my mom is, like, out there somewhere on the surface world because she, like, left Hades for some reason. And you won't tell me why. So that's why, apparently, Zagreus goes on his quest is to, like, find, his mother. find out, find his This dude's just mom. Prince
0: Zuko, okay.
1: Basically, yeah. All right. And like, and, like, he... So what makes it so interesting and fun and, like, makes you want to go- do, like, another... Like, one more run every time or even just, like, one more room is all like as you're trying to escape hades your like basically your aunts and uncles the other gods are trying to like give you help from afar where like they can't quite get into hades but they can give you like boons to help you out so some and what they'll do is like you'll each room you'll get some upgrade or some like item to help you on later and like say you run into a room where when uh, when you've defeat uh, all the enemies in it, you get a boon from Zeus. It'll give you a choice of one of three. And those can be three random boons, and they're not always the same. And uh, sometimes they're higher level than uh, other times. Sometimes they're higher rarity, which get, makes them more powerful. So do you choose the thing, and like the ability that would make like the, cer- the specific weapon you're using more uh, helpful? Or do you choose the thing that is a higher rarity even though it's not necessarily as helpful but it's better like and as you're going through it's like you pick up more and more upgrades so by the end of a run you start to feel like insane like doing like chain lightning and like throwing like uh wine bombs at people to make them like all dizzy and like slow down and stuff like and not only that, but like every time you like get a boon from one of these gods, they talk to you for a bit Mm -hmm. and it's like, it doesn't take too long. Like nothing in this game takes too long, which is one of the things that makes it easier to just be like, okay, just one more thing. Uh, So, and what's so surprising is like the voice acting is insane in this game. It's like every single person in this game that like, I think all the characters are voiced and they're all voiced like superbly. Like, it's, like, it's one of the best voice casts I've ever seen, in my opinion. And, like, what's even more interesting is, like, I've been playing this game for, like, dozens of hours at this point, And I don't think I've ever seen a, like, repeat thing. And because they'll have uh, stuff, like, for random instances, like, say you got a boon from Aphrodite earlier. And then you get one from, like, Hermes. He might be like, oh, hey, you met my, my uh, aunt. Cool, and like, like so, the amount of like just random voice lines they put into this game for just like random like if this thing ever happens is staggering, and it's just like the way they drip feed like more and more information about stuff and and, and like uh, like they there's also like de- the, uh, like a handful of weapons that you can choose so like you don't have to use the same equipment every time and like they live in. Every time you start a new run, they'll give you an incentive to use like one specific weapon. You don't have to, mm-hmm. but if I you do right. use that yeah, yeah. if you do use that weapon, you get more resources like for that run. So it's just like it also really helps that each room, depending on how good you are, you can get through it in like a minute or two. So it's dude, I've been I've had so many late nights playing this game cuz I'm just like, oh just one more room, just one more room. Oh shit, I've been doing that for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I believe it. So, okay. Yeah. Not, not to mention there's also like a like social uh, thing in this yeah. game, kind of like persona where you're just like, I can give these people items and they'll give me little more bits of, of information about themselves. So it's just like, dude, I don't even know how long I'm going to be playing this game. I can tell you. <laughs> so I was looking at the time like, Damn, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's literally one of the best games I've played in a long time. <laughs> I believe you.
0: Uh, my number three is and like i said hunt showdown expansions that aren't really there so i can't talk about it what i can talk about that did have a big expansion because that expansion was so good destiny to
1: the witch queen that uh yeah i don't i don't know if i wanted to put that on my list because it's like destiny is always like a thing i play but witch queen was i feel like if it's a if
0: it's an expansion i'll count in expansions like i think those are okay i feel like mm, if it's just that's fair ten dollar dlc that's two hours then maybe not uh
1: so no war mind dlc
0: <laughs> no not fucking war mind <laughs> deals not the seasons but yeah like you can't i wouldn't say the seasons at all uh but the witch queen i think finally dethroned the taken king as the best expansion it also beat the other like the, the best destiny 2 expansion so far which at the time had been forsaken and it did everything in such a cool way. Like the story was really there. They really integrated the story into the game itself more so that you're playing and learning the story and not like having to read about it or look for something else. That's like not there. Go check out a bite video to figure out the story. Like it was in the game itself. So it felt so much more, it felt a lot more ingrained with everything you were actually playing with. The other thing being, the campaign itself felt like you were running through these massive levels that were like dungeon length like they were longer than strikes which felt amazing how long they were and how challenging they were when you put on like a higher difficulty for a better payout and you really enjoyed learning about savathun and all the stuff going around and the exotic quests that came with it the modes that came with it it spawned a, a, a lot more options to do for pinnacles as well that were less annoying than previous expansion pinnacles that you'd have throughout the year that you'd be like i don't want to do this again and it's like here do this instead it's like super easy and not too bad but yeah it gave us better story activities it made things more alive and it gave probably one of the best raids or at least one of the best boss fights in a raid we've ever gotten with Rolk, because he does something. None of the other bosses do, which is move around dances and fucking (laughs) chase you and shit. And you're like, Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, he's doing fucking like weird dance kicks. And you're like, Jesus Christ, he's (laughs) dancing right for me. And you're freaking out. Like that was really cool. And we get more of the witness, but it did so many things amazingly. And, you know, now we're at the end of the year in terms of Destiny. The next expansion is coming. So you're kind of like, oh, I'm tired of everything again. But that's, you know, that's Destiny in a nutshell. Like, it's it's literally just I love Destiny. And then I, and I'm going to talk about how much I hate it and then how much I love yeah. it and then how much I hate it again.
1: But Dude, it's so weird how excited I am for, like, the next expansion just for, like, I mean, a bunch of things, but mostly loadouts. Yeah.
0: And I, I, think like for Beyond Light, I don't remember if I even put that on my top five last year. I honestly don't recall. Uh, if I did, I don't think it was as high as where it Witch Queen is right now in my top five. Um, yeah, but, Beyond
1: Light was good, but Witch Queen was like
0: yeah, Witch Queen. A whole Witch Queen belonged here, like Beyond Light and Light uh, Shadowfall were just kind of whatever, or Shadow Shadow Scarlet Shadow. I forgot what the, that expansion was. Scarlet. Oh what was it called i just forgot holy shit is this scarlet keep no that's the name of the place yeah oh i don't moon's haunted that's all you need to know yeah <laughs> um but yeah I. Uh, witch queen great time uh nothing else to say we've done a two part two episodes on it so there's not anything else i need to say further but yeah my number three uh your number two james
1: i have a feeling this might be the same for both of us horizon forbidden west you son
0: of a bitch you got me i got me at the yeah. same number one <laughs> oh, wait, for real? probably i'm assuming um yeah horizon forbidden west man you want to start it off real fast i mean we did yeah we did a whole episode on it too uh back yeah, in the another... march area i think i don't remember
1: yeah we talked for like two like an hour and a half about how awesome we lo- I thought this game was and like i think the thing that like at the end we capped off with was like this game was like 60 to 80 hours or something like that yeah and there was still shit for me to do at the end and at the time i said (laughs) i like i definitely want to go back and finish it all i never did but i still do kind of have that feeling of like at some point i do want to go back to it well you're gonna have
0: to whereas there's an expansion coming out this year exactly
1: so yeah it's just like it's you know a game is good when you play like 80 hours of it and you still want to play more yeah the story was super cool. Like the new characters they introduced was great. Uh, were great. Like I think my only main complaint was they introduced too many new kinds of weapons, and now there's like too many options. Yeah, you're kind of like, shit. Label. What
0: do I use now? You really yeah. like. I stopped even trying to figure it out. I just was like, this has been working. I'm gonna stick with this. Yeah, and
1: I think is. I think that was what they were going for. Was like, you could use whatever, just whatever you think is cooler. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, for me, I think so. The reason. It's number two for me. Is uh, to put it in perspective. Before I played this, uh, around and I, I think I had just played, I replayed Horizon Zero Dawn, new game plus, really fast right before it. I just like blasted yeah, through I the story. Yeah, I also just done that. Yeah,
1: yeah And that's, I felt that's even more. Horizon. I felt
0: completely fine playing it. Um, but the other thing was, before that, I had played like Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey, mm-hmm. and it made me hate rpg open world game like just big fucking games i'm like i don't want to look at those anymore i still haven't played valhalla for this very reason like it literally turned me off of those games you just
1: get sick of it yeah you're just like i've been doing this for too long i've been doing the same thing for like hours and it's too big it's just too big and i was
0: despising it and horizon i'm like i really hope this isn't gonna fuck this game up for me i know it's just be big and much bigger than the first game and i'm playing through it and i'm like i want to do everything i want to do every single thing and i don't feel one ounce of fatigue doing it and that is why that game rose up so much for me i did every single thing like i made sure after the game was done i cleaned up every single thing i wanted to do i got the platinum i wanted and i felt completely accomplished i scoured like looking for any missing like side quests or anything that i may have missed and i'm like i need to do everything i want to do more i love this story it did so well like it would have been my game of the year if it wasn't for the fact that something else came out but Mm -hmm. uh it just made me the reason it's so good is i wanted more after it was done i wasn't tired of it i was like oh that's it that's all i get (laughs) after fucking 60 to 80 hours like that means you did a really good job yeah and not to mention the combat's really good with like i love being an archer shooting at robo dinosaurs like that's a dream come true of a game like that's fantastic and i will say this is for sure my number one sound design game of the year easily
1: uh yeah i could see that yeah like that it's so funny to me that like most of the time one of the things people complain about for games taking too long is grinding for resources but for some reason in horizon it's just so fun to like hunt down specific machines and like shoot off specific parts that you know you're gonna need for them it's just like it's so clever and like it makes you actually want to do it or at least like if you have to do it it makes it fun
0: yeah uh but our number one uh let's god of war ragnarok <laughs> oh i thought it was mighty number no. nine shit okay uh no but yeah no. god of war ragnarok <laughs> which we just had an episode at. like this is literally like two episodes ago i want to know three episodes ago we had that episode so you can check it out there but yeah same like I will say this really fast, same exact stuff as Horizon Zero, uh, Horizon Forbidden dude, West. Dude, it was up. even harder for me,
1: where, I, like, by the time I finished God of War, I was like, yo, I I literally finished every single thing, and I even wanted to, just, like, maybe stick around and grind in the, like, Muspelheim challenges just to upgrade all my armor. I did, was, I like, did all the Muspelheim literally...
0: challenges. I mean, I didn't want to do, like, upgrade every single piece of armor just to get max, I was like, because I, I felt, it was the thing where I'm just like, dude, just, it was, like, Amplified version of Horizon, where I'm like, just give me like one more thing. Come on, like something more story. Please, I just need a little bit more. Like, don't do this to me. That's the thing where, you know, we're getting that Horizon DLC and we got it for the first game too, but last God of War, we didn't get anything. And this one, I'm like, dude, please, please give us just like one little like epilogue story of like the Norse shit with like kratos and freya i just need a little bit more don't just leave me hanging here i know atreus will be like the next game altogether but just give me like a little bit more of norse cleanup just i just need it you can't leave me like this like it's that fucking good it was that fun that uh everything about it was so enjoyable and i I will say you know the muslim stuff and uh gnaw were and like the the fucking um what's his face kings the 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 um berserker guys like a couple of them oh, yeah. were like i wanted to throw my controller out of a window at a certain point and i was just Dude, like, that last valkyrie
1: oh. fight i was just like why
0: yeah and I, I was straight up just when i was okay those things i'm like i'm glad it's done i never want to do this again uh but like everything else i was like the story itself made me feel so much and i think Like, this was a lot easier. I will say this. It was a lot easier to decide between God of War and Horizon versus Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us. Because The Last of Us is like, this is phenomenal. I've cried multiple times, but I feel like shit. I feel depressed. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima is like, it's not as insanely like well told as the last of us but it's just like dude i'm a fucking samurai running around but i'm also a ninja and it's fucking insane and it's really fun like for this one it's like they were enough where those two it was hard because of the complete difference of this is like depressing but amazing this isn't as amazing but the theme is so fucking cool whereas yeah. these two are this is so awesome This is just a little bit more awesome. But otherwise, they're giving you the same feelings for the most part. And also, this one made me cry, too. This one did not make me cry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think uh, it's official to say the 2022 Sutra Side Talk Game of the Year goes to God of War Ragnarok. Well done. Um, And, you know, I always talk good like about playstation first party games a lot but uh and i complain about publishing stuff for them because they make a lot of mistakes and they're hella arrogant oh yeah <laughs> but like they just dude their developers know what they're doing these teams know what the fuck they're doing they've been around long enough in the sony branches like even like cross pollinating with each other being like hey we're gonna do this next we're gonna do that and to the point where like hey what's the weakest game for them right now it's like kind of like days gone a little bit and it's not a bad game it's actually a good game it's just not as good as other ones like that's how good they are is like their weakest game is like a seven <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like shit all right um it, it's crazy uh and yeah god of one horizon stole the year uh and we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up because i'll say one of their games is on uh, my most anticipated but we'll get there. uh near the other port uh part of this uh port uh near the other part of this uh show uh next up i guess we'll go with um let's do anime okay do top five anime and i guess i'll, I'll go first for this one uh, my number five for anime was ranking of kings this show was such a kind of out of the left field show for me. So it, it's like, you know, it's about this guy, Boji. I think that's what his name was. It's been actually a while, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was Boji. He's like this kid who, if I remember correctly, he's deaf and uh, he can't really speak because of it. He's like, oh, eh, eh. like that's actually how he talks. And it's like sign language is usually how they communicate. Um, or Actually, no, they can, I think it's, you can't hear. You just can't talk that's what it was because they're all talking to him i'm I, honestly I, I can't really say it correctly um forgive me for that but uh it's weird because my friend wanted us to watch it one saturday like we all like to watch like a certain amount of like anime shows on a, a, a saturday morning kind of like saturday morning cartoons but it's like a screening style and a bunch of us just watch it together and it's always enjoyable and one of my friends is like let's watch ranking kings and i'm like i don't know what that is and it's like it's about this boy and this little shadow guy and i'm like that sounds weird i don't think so and i had no interest in it until we started watching it and we went from like i don't know about this to in the same day binging like 12 episodes and being like fuck we can't stop oh that's it we ran out of we ran out of episodes but it's still like ongoing so we can watch more next week um i wasn't expecting a show like that and it's so wholesome so good and it has so much redemption for like characters you in the very beginning might think aren't cool or like not. You think they might be the bad guy or they're not good to the main character. And it turns out, Oh my God, someone like uh, Hilda, uh, his stepmother went from like, is she the evil stepmother to Holy shit. She is the best mother in the world. Do not let anything happen to this woman. She is the best character in the show. Uh all the characters, like there are moments of betrayal and redemption followed after that betrayal. And you feel for like this kid who kind of gets shitted on for a bit until he rises up and becomes the hero of the story, but it's not done in like a weird cliche or anything. It just feels so unique in and of itself where there's nothing really like it. Uh, just because of how, I guess how, uh, much they take it of like hey what if this kid was like this and you are like can you do that and it's like yeah let's just try it and it's like holy shit it worked I, I didn't expect that to actually be pulled off correctly but they they did it and uh it's something where i'm looking forward to it continuing and i will say too it's <laughs> the night and day of this show is, it has like the you know at a certain point of episodes the intro and outro will change the intro for the first half versus the second half is insanely insanely different where the first one you're just like oh boy sunshine walking on the street and then the second one's just like are you ready to cry inside and feel epic at the <laughs> same time and it's like oh jesus christ what's happening um it's it's so fucking good though it definitely check out ranking of kings my number five what about you james what's your number five
1: so my number five i'm pretty sure i watched it this last year because i swear to god if you say to...
0: do not say darling in the frogs that will be like you're out to of... had to guess <laughs> you son
1: of a bitch no <laughs> Wait, was that not this year? I don't know. I just was, I didn't think you'd actually put that show. No, in. initially I had. You're gonna laugh. Initially, I had Godzilla Singular Point, and I just looked it up, and I was like, "No, that was 2021." Well, it was mass. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Darling in the Franks. Damn you! I talked about it a while ago. Damn you to hell, dude! It's like, uh, someone recommended it to me a while ago because I was just like, "Oh yeah, I like anything with mechs. and it's like it does have mechs in it but that's like sex mix. I know. Yes. I yeah. It's like not even like the main point of the show. And at some point they kind of like, don't get into their mix for like a while. And I still was entertained. Cause like it somehow like it starts off and it doesn't really explain the world to you very much. And you kind of just kind of get hints at like there, there's something different about this world and like this society, like we're not seeing everything. And at some point, like, when you get to see what, like, the city that the kids are protecting is like, it's it's such a sad, bleak version of humanity where, like, we've gotten to the point where everyone is so self-sufficient that no one needs anyone anymore. And everyone is separate and just, like, there's no closeness or connection between anyone anymore. And, like, that's strangely why the kids are designed the way they are. So they have to have those, like, weird, like, very erotic positions if you want to talk yeah, no, nah, I mean, you don't have to hear it again that's fine no i'm good so it's like you heard it once it's, so like it starts off looking as like like a generic silly like oh it's a mech anime and it's it's super like sexualized because of course anime is and then you find out like there's a, a point to all that and it's just like <laughs> the creator's a <the>, perv <laughs> and like it's like by the end of the show i was like yo was this maybe one of the best romances i've ever fucking seen and made me feel like sad and depressed about the potential like like direction of humanity <laughs> like i was not expecting such like an existential like mind like i don't know what, what to call it just like like mind fuck i guess mm-hmm. i'm just like uh, that was not what i was uh, what i was expecting when i went into this anime but holy shit did i get out I'm way more out of it than i ever expected okay
0: my number three or no, no number three number four Uh, people might get annoyed that this isn't even higher, but Mob Psycho, uh, it's had its final season. We actually haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, that is my
1: number four. Oh shit, perfect. (laughs) I didn't finish the last season though. Okay. I'll I'll say that. I won't say anything, but, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's on our list of stuff to talk about right now. There's like, honestly, like, I think for me, at least there's like five, four or five animes to talk about on like some future episodes near very soon, along with, like, some dedicated to, like, Gundam and One Piece that aren't even the ones that I'm even talking about besides that. Uh, Actually, there's a Gundam, but it's a different Gundam completely. Uh, Mob Psycho does such a good job of taking something that could be insanely epic in terms of, like, crazy Super Saiyan fights and turning it into just comedy and heartfelt just, like, sincerity... And just downplaying it, going like, I'm going to power up, I'm going to power up my feelings. And then you're like, oh, oh, yeah, just yeah. hug it out. It's okay. Yeah. It, they they do such a good job of making care about this kid who is the most powerful kid pretty much on the planet. But you don't care about his powers really too much. It's like you you care more about his life than his powers, which shows well, how amazing so this show is.
1: That's what's so funny about him is that, like, he is basically, like, the most powerful Esper ever, maybe. And he just wants to be a normal kid. Yeah. So he, and so, like, it's interesting they set up in the first season that he intentionally, like, the reason why he's so muted all the time, like, emotionally is because, like, he hurt his younger brother. Or is his brother younger than him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, hurt his younger brother when he was a kid when he lost control. And he, like, ever since then was like, I need to control myself or pe- the people around me get hurt and so he took that as like literally he has to control every aspect of himself including his emotions so that's why now when you push him a little bit too far in one way or another and one emotion bubbles over he goes psycho and like dude like there are some fights in this series that are just like so insanely animated that I, i'm just like oh, i can't I can't believe what's what I'm seeing. It's, it's insane. Like did the crescendo of the like the first season, I think the first season where he's fighting like the other super um, uh, Esper or whatever, who's basically him, but just like, I don't give a shit about hurting people was like so insanely epic And like the art style for the show is interesting, too. It's like it's very kinetic. Mm-hmm. Like it's like lines are constantly moving. So it, it doesn't feel like cheap or easy to produce.
0: I definitely feel that, um, and like I guess like it's very tied to One Punch Man. It's the same creator. Uh, I still that makes One a Punch lot Man. of sense. I uh, even see like, and I think in the first episode, uh, Mob is holding a, a like a One Punch Man manga in his hand too. Um, oh, I just noticed that. Yeah, I
1: just noticed he has like the same face, basically.
0: But I think for this season, because you know I'm talking mainly mainly for this season, I uh, it definitely. It's not the best season to me, personally. I think there are other good seasons, but I like the way this one works out because, like, you had this big evil that built up over two seasons and in, in the second season, like, you finally got, like, the crazy battles and shit and it's like, oh, my God, this is, like, the hardcore corporate Superman who's also a very, very powerful Oscar and you're like, holy shit. And then this season comes in and it's like each arc is a little bit different than the previous one. And it's just like, oh, this is about this stuff and this is about this stuff. But ultimately, like, you know, the year's ending and school is going to change a bit. Um, and it does a good job of kind of helping that person move forward with what's going to happen next in their lives or like what happens just next year and what type of person they want to be next. Um, that is probably why I think it's made it into my top five is because just how good they did and I will say it felt weird to see the show just finish. Like, it did feel like there was, like, there could have been more. But it's also a thing where, like, actually, no, this is one of those few things where I feel like, you know, if you put more, maybe it wouldn't have been as good. And I'm like, no, I think they could have just done more and it would have been fine, honestly. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, I get it. It's fine. Uh, sometimes you just gotta quit before you die the hero, you live long enough to, to see yourself become the villain. We've seen many, many, yeah. many a time. Uh, supernatural. Um, <laughs> god uh but yeah that's uh i guess our collective number four uh my number three then i never would have told you this would be on my list before but here it is my dress up darling
1: uh, that was my number one
0: <laughs> <laughs> i really really liked that show it was an amazing show so i'll tell you this right now guys like i I'm still very, like, I always tell people, I'm, I'm still very new into anime. People will ask me, oh, you watch Dragon Ball? But I'm like, yeah, I watched, like, those random, like, five episodes of Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid when they were on, and then I forgot, and then never watched it again. Did that fight ever finish? I don't know. It, it last like, ten episodes. I only saw, like, six of them, though. Uh, I never watched that, really. I never watched, like, Yu Yu Hakusho. I never watched uh, Bleach or uh, now, like, Mahira Academia. Everyone says, I got to watch that and all this other shit so I'm yeah, like, i am gotta oh, get
1: back on that i haven't watched it in a while
0: i'm very much still getting into anime but now i'm like at least like, there's a lot of older ones that have like their stories completed that i gotta check out right now i'm still going through one piece i have like less than 100 episodes left now i'm, I'm killing it in there uh but uh i've been at least enjoying these ongoing newer shows just because it's easy they're they're just starting and whatnot but i'm told like hey you should watch my dress up, darling. And I'm like, why would I want to do that? What is it? And it's like, the title sounds a little weird. It's like, oh, it's about cosplayers and stuff. And it's a little like, not too perverted because it's, it really gets just dist- like, you don't really think about it. I mean, you think about it, but it's like, it feels real. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because I'm like, what's this? They're like, it's a slice of life. And I'm like, I don't know what that is really. And like, it's like a normal world. Normal everything, it's just like kind of like a romance almost, and it's just people enjoying stuff in, in just the regular world. And I'm like,
1: Yeah, Slice of Life is essentially a genre that's just like just following around someone on their daily life. That's it. Yeah. And I'm like, It's usually just like kind of calming and like the not too high stakes or anything. And you know,
0: I'm, I'm used to, I'm, I'm not into like the crazy, crazy. I've still been, oh, Naruto's. That's another one I've never seen either. So I don't like know any of this shit. Um, and I, like my thing was like, oh, I grew up with like Inuyasha and Full Metal Alchemist. I'm like this, is, you know, and, like Calbee Bebop. That's all I know, maybe. And like uh, Fully coolie, that's all. Uh, and now I've been expanding so much more Gundam and everything. JoJo, all that stuff. Mob Psycho. Like I've, you've been hearing me talk about it all these different episodes. But my dress up, darling, holy shit. I watch it and I'm like, this is really good. And I feel like completely calm. And it does such a good job of being like, hey, there's going to be perverted stuff, but we're going to make it feel very natural and normal. Because, it well, it's somehow to an extent. Still, like
1: wholesome and sweet, even with the like sexy stuff. <laughs> it feels incredibly
0: wholesome, incredibly sweet. Because, from what people tell me, like I've just started kind of watching a couple other slices of life uh, shows. Like the only ones I've seen is like Comey Can't Communicate, which almost made it onto this top five. It's just this year has been crazy. And then um, Don't toy With Me, Miss Nagatora, which I think was like the weakest of the three I've seen.
1: That's on my watch list.
0: It's funny in the fact that it reminds me of a friend of mine, like I have a friend who just feels exactly like that main character. So I laugh Mm -hmm. because it feels like I'm just watching my friend going through all this shit. And I'm like, oh, this is so him. This is hilarious. Um, Mm -hmm. But with my dress up, darling, it's fun watching these kids in high school freak out over shit like gojo just like oh my god like a lot happened after i saw that picture and it's just like dude he's just a kid like he's this teenage guy and it's just like it's i cracks i crack up because i'm like oh they're at that age and it's like dude this is hilarious like i can't believe it's not like it's not weird where it's like big mouth where it's like where are middle schoolers and we're gonna do some really fucking weird shit and i'm like ah you could go to jail for this i feel like guys this is a little weird i don't know about this whereas this is like hey do you want to go do a shoot for cosplay yeah oh fuck it's a love hotel oh no Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, just like we didn't mean for this to happen and all of the the fact that like i said sorry I, I lost my point but these other slice of life type things always have this i guess like mean or annoying type female lead and in this one Marin is not that at all and she's like a real person that feels She's like one
1: of the best characters i've seen in a long time she's an incredible
0: character who just is like yeah you know it's fine to be a nerd too and you know be yourself and shit and still be like cool at the same time and you're like this feels so natural and normal. What the fuck? Like, I'm not like, Oh my God, I can't believe the character. They created like such a crazy backstory of like, it's just like, no, it's just this girl at school and this guy at school. And he's like a loner. And then she's a popular girl. And now they're really good friends. And I'm like, this is is better than everything else. What the fuck?
1: One of the best examples is like the episode where like, I think she invites Gojo over and they start watching a show or something. And after like, watching a bunch of it then Marin has the realization like wait i've got a guy in my house
0: what yeah she's like (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna make him food and like it's stupid funny like she's
1: so bad at cooking
0: or like the stuff that she when something perverted does not perverted but like accidental of like revealing of something like she doesn't have like a filter of i guess like uh what would you call it being like uh she's not like
1: what she thinks she should be embarrassed about is not what everyone else thinks she should yeah because
0: she, she's not afraid to show her body not like she's not naked or anything but she's not afraid to be like, well, it's like i think the example be,
1: you're thinking of is she like i can't think of she the word, yeah. opened the door for like gojo one time and she like forgot to put a bra on like she had a shirt on but like she forgot well, to she put had a like bra on.
0: she had like a nightgown or something
1: she had like just woken up and then she like was like oh no gojo's looking at me weird what's going on and she looks at the mirror to the side and she notices she didn't put her contacts in and she's like oh no my red contacts which (laughs) is
0: the funniest shit too for the sheer fact that in a lot of these animes they're always got these crazy colored eyes and you're like what the fuck is like you're just like oh it's natural to have orange eyes or red eyes or whatever the hell like cat eyes or something and in this she's the only character that has like weird eyes and they're red everyone else is like brown green and blue or like honestly not even blue just brown and green i think and her eyes show up as brown this one time yeah and she's like oh my god my contacts and it's so good to be like i was just trying to be like a this is my persona
1: it like, it like hours <laughs> later she's cooking food for gojo and she's like then she notices, like oh i forgot to put a bra on this morning oh uh, he didn't know uh, he would never yeah have noticed. like <laughs> it's
0: so fucking funny uh, um, this show Did something, too, that was so... Like, it did something I never do. I watched it twice. One after the other, because I watched it in Japanese, and then I watched it again in English, because...
1: uh, I still want to do that, because you said it actually sounds pretty good. It's
0: so good. Both of the actors... I don't know the actor's name, but the actress is... Her name is, uh, like, Amelie, or Monarch, depending on what you watch or listen. Uh, She is a voice actress for certain, like, anime dubs. She's also Uta, uh, Shanks' daughter in the One Piece Red film that came out mm. in theaters recently oh yeah you mentioned that she also as amelie is an artist so she does a lot of original music and covers to a lot of like anime she's like her own full metal album so it's like all of the both full metal alchemist and full metal alchemist brotherhood intro and outros the full songs uh she covers all of them in english they're really fucking good and now she's doing like all the Uta covers from uh one piece red because they're all in like japanese by uh I think Ado um and dude she is really good it's like her singing is amazing and then uh she is a vtuber named Monarch who it's like you know the weird little you know virtual persona or whatever but dude she is the funniest like streamer she's fucking hilarious uh i like i've only seen clips i don't actually i don't like i don't watch streamers i did once recently i i saw like it was one of those serendipitous things where i'm like you know i'm free for a little bit oh my stream's starting and i'm like oh let me check this out and i had more fun watching her and these like three people she was gonna play with have technical difficulties than them actually playing the game i'm like you know you guys don't have to play this is fucking hilarious i'm dying here right now like this is hilarious how funny these people are but uh she's funny because she makes all these weird voices and laughing because she's like a a voice actress. So she does all this crazy shit. She even can do um, Donnie Thornberry from Wild Thornberry's, the wild boy, his laugh is like, (laughs) she did it fucking spot on. And I'm like, Holy shit. This is amazing. Like, but yeah, my dress up darling, like it's, it's so good. It basically introduced a new genre to me. Uh, which I always feel like there is like a landmark game or something like Oblivion. Oblivion introduced RPGs to me. So it has a very powerful like impact for me. And My Joseph Darling did it. And I think the only bad part about it was the sheer fact of someone tells me like, hey, just a heads up though. Now that you've seen this and you know about that genre, this is the best there is now. So you've kind of seen the best thing already. Mm. So nothing is going to be as good. And I'm watching these other things and I'm like,
1: fuck, he's right. <laughs> yeah, that's something. I'm not usually that into slice of life. So it's like impressive that uh, my dress of darling even was like on my list of top five, let alone like actually a thing I liked.
0: I had to I almost put it at two, But the only reason I didn't is because the other show that got my two was one that literally made me hate every single week because I had to wait a week for it to come out. And it's the, it's the first time in a very long time since like maybe even Game of Thrones or even before that that I hated having to wait a week because it was actually fucking torture. But um, I guess, James, what was your number three? Because that was your number one.
1: Yeah, my number three was Spy X Family. You son right. of a
0: bitch, that's my number one. Interesting. How did we okay. switch one and three? Does that mean we had the same two? I don't really, shit. I guess Not we'll find maybe. out, we'll find out.
1: Oh. Yeah, like my so a spy a spy family is also like kind of a slice of life, but like there's kind of more of a point to it because I guess it's not as
0: it's not a slice because it's fucking it's like cold, it's Cold War, it's like espionage show. Yeah, yeah, slice of life would be like yeah. if you're it's a normal everyday whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. I think I was just like thinking because it's like a lot of it is just like Anya's daily life and stuff. It's like a, that, it's but its it,
0: own genre, surely, for the fact that it is just the best
1: thing ever. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. Like, I, I remember seeing, like, clips of it and, like, people posting, like, pictures of, like, the characters and stuff before it came out or, like, as it was first coming out. And I was like, I don't get it. It's, like, a spy family, whatever. Because, like, I made just, like, a, a snap conclusion that, like, oh, it's just a, a family of spies. It's like, nope, I was very wrong. The fact that it's, like, the the daughter is a telepath and she can read minds. Yep. Uh And... No one else knows that but her, yep, <laughs> and, and maybe the dog, <laughs> but which the dog is clairvoyant, and like the, and, yeah. And the dog is clairvoyant, so he can kind of see snippets of the future. So Anya can see the future when he's reading his mind, uh, dude. Like the episode where she's like, Anya has to save the world, <laughs> like, uh,
0: on, like, oh shit, we ran in circles, yeah. No. And then oh Yor is an assassin, and, and then the lo- Yor is like the
1: world's greatest assassin. And like super strong, and Stupid, strong, Lloyd like insanely is insanely strong. Yeah, and like Lloyd is the like world's greatest spy, and none of them know each other's secrets, and they're all trying to keep each other's secrets away from each other, and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like the like the situations like. Oh like one of the funniest things was when Anya was like trying to like stop someone at the museum in the f- first half of the season or whatever and she just was like M- like mom I'm being kidnapped <laughs> and Yor just like runs and like kicks the dude into the ceiling. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's so fucking this funny. Fucking aquarium. So and good. like, just like, th- and, then, like an an- and then like later on they introduce the love interest who's like or the other love interest, I guess, who's like the other, sp- like the actual other spy from uh Twilight's agency, from Lloyd's agency, and she's like madly in love with Floyd.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she like, looks like dead like dead eyes of like I'll kill you, and then
1: yeah. like, like she's constantly trying you. to oh. you're you're she's, like, like oh, constantly trying fuck? to keep cool and collected. But yeah, inside yes. she's like I love him so much. We'll oh be talking God.
0: again that the second half of this season we'll be talking about too in an yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll we get to it. Eventually. We haven't hit there yet either, but
1: dude. I was laughing so fucking hard when she challenged uh Yor to like a tennis match to try to prove she's better, and Yor just like first off she swings the racket so hard she like minces the uh, yeah you're like first did she ball. miss no it, no she just hit it so hard she just like sliced it into bits, and the second hit is like a fucking meteor, <laughs> and like the, the, I forget it breaks what, Fiona's uh, racket it like and she's like she tries so hard like
0: Fiona trains later and like the fucking animals are like <laughs> yeah she's like training the mountains
1: <laughs> You're just oh, afraid You're, the bears afraid like Dude, it, and, oh, you know, like it just I would basically end up going into like a description of every single episode because it's it, each episode is so fucking funny and it, like yeah no let me it, yeah it, it is great it's, I love all the characters
0: it's my number one surely for the fact that I've never like my
1: dress up darling honest it's so close but like Oh, this, also the sound tr- the opening and closing sound songs or er, theme the, songs for the show is amazing. <laughs> here's the thing, too.
0: A lot of animes have amazing intros and outros, but they never usually have the best in one season. Like, you don't have, like, Dude, a single season of just, like, I literally, oh, these are amazing. Like, this. this show, it was able to do, hey, the start and end are just as good. There's a lot of times where the intro isn't amazing for a show and then the outro comes and you skip it because you're like, it's not the same. I
1: don't think I skipped the outro at like at all for this entire season either. I or.
0: never did. In fact I'd probably play it again and again cause I, I watched the show oh, right around when I iTunes. went to New York. Uh <laughs> and I just remember being going to the subway, walking around the city, and I have my headphones in. I'm just playing I think the song was just called Peanuts. Uh the intro song. I had that yeah. on loop like the whole time I'm walking around and I'm like just full i'm like smiling on the street and i never do that and this song is so fucking good and like at night i'm like winding down i'm playing comedy and i'm like i go to sleep to that song sometimes it's so fucking good it's so good and to the point dude my uh momo she was on our show at her wedding that was one of the songs that was the song that played when they were all walking out when we everything was done and they were walking out That was their walkout song. It was so and it's great because I'm one of the few people. Actually, I was like the only dude there that knew it. And I looked around and I'm just like, oh shit, Momo, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I understand you. It was so like these songs are amazing. These characters are so good. And Anya is the most adorable character to ever exist because she's fucking hilarious. One, she's one, she's so funny. It's just little. Like, I don't even think she's six. She's like four or five, but she's pretending to be six, like, which is even funnier. But she's this little kid who somehow is able to make so many different faces throughout 26 episodes to the point where there's like 15 minute compilations of like all the different faces she makes. And they're so funny because it's like this kid who speaks in third person, can read minds, and just is just like da da, da 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 peanut and you're like this kid this kid's great waka, waka. <laughs> waka, waka. and i joke but i'm like dude i'm gonna i want to cosplay this kid <laughs> just be like a buff ass on when i get just get a little bit more muscle
1: i have actually seen like a bunch of people like dudes cosplays yeah, on straight up, and it's yeah. just like the pink hair with the the i saw this dude did it and things. he's like
0: peanuts peanut. And this dude gives him peanuts and he's like <laughs> waku 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 waku. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and I'm like dude this is fucking amazing. Like she's such a amazing character and then Lloyd makes you ha- like he makes you laugh because of the shit that your and Anya put him through. Oh, and then God, you yeah. feel for him too at the same time going through all of it cuz he's like you know I'm on a mission. I want to make sure children don't have to cry anymore about events like that can happen for yeah the there's war.
1: hints to like his like he had like a tragic childhood yeah and he's I'm like a war orphan potentially. Yeah.
0: and like yours just this woman who yeah is an assassin who can basically kill anybody in a heartbeat and she Dude, that, is like amazing montage of her
1: at... coming home like with blood on her every time and every like, her time. brother just being like what happened to you it's like don't worry it just work <laughs> she is the best at
0: killing and then the worst at anything else where she can't do any, she can't cook. She can't, she could like clean. I think she could just clean and that's it. But anything else is awful. And her cooking Dude, like potentially that one time, unintentionally can kill people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, like the one time they were like eating breakfast and Nanya's like, mom made breakfast this morning, didn't she? She's like, you could tell. No, it's like, yes, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like this show. It, it's amazing Dude, like that, that how... one episode where like lloyd needed to go do a mission and she's just like uh dad needs to use the shitter <laughs> he'll be <laughs> gone all day Oh my!
0: but the uh. sheer fact that also they know what they have they realized how amazing and how popular the show is because part one and two came out like Two to three months apart, at the most. Yeah, it was really compared fast. to Attack on Titan taking like eighty years and being like three years for fucking one yeah, season they'll... to finish. Dude, uh, then, like the god.
1: last part, they're gonna split into two parts. Uh, we're gonna
0: yeah, we're, we'll talk. Um, oh my
1: god, <sighs> will it? Ever and then end?
0: like so they do two, both parts, twenty six episodes in one year, and then go next year. Not not like one year gap, but next year we're gonna have the other. Se- we're gonna have a second season and a movie in that year. That's insane. That is, yeah, fucking that is and amazing. And we'll talk a bit more about that when we cover that actual show in another episode yeah. in the future. Um, but yeah, so good. Um, that was my number one. James was number three. Uh, I guess my number two, uh, if we have the same number two, cause now we both did our number ones and threes. Uh, Demon, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer.
1: Demon's District. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, <laughs> like I keep, I still every once in a while will rewatch the fight between uh uzui and uh because it's just it's so insanely animated and like the, every part and it's like a 10 minute fight and i'll i'll sit there and watch it over and over again because it's just like art it is a masterpiece
0: demon slayer is able to create amazing workout songs not from like a, besides the intro and outro but just from songs within it each each character's theme gives you something to just pump iron to practically yeah. and it's fantastic but this show does such a good job with giving characters themes, giving them a story last minute, right before death, uh, right like in the middle of a fight, and then also are able to just pull off amazing elemental fighting animation that just works so freaking well. And yeah, the, this it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And like, I'll, I'll put it this way too. First season, I watched it when it was already done. Like, I I knew about it. uh, I I came into it late where I watched it just in time for the movie to come into theaters. And then this show for Entertainment District, I'm like, okay, let's check it out. I'll watch it episode by episode. I wish I didn't. It was awful. It was actually Mm -hmm. one of the worst. It was one of the worst experiences watching a show I've ever had because they, like, the second half of entertainment became, like, Awful, atrocious cliffhanger, and Every they're like, episode. See you next week. And you go to like the crunchy old comments, and everyone's just like, Fuck you. I can't believe I have to wait a week for this. You guys are awful. The way you there's left like one episode, episode where it's
1: like, So is everyone dead?
0: Yeah, there's literally an episode where you're like, Oh shit, is everyone dead? And like, you, you look at Tengen, and I knew, I'm like, Tengen's not dead. Like, he's a Shinobu. He's gonna fucking, uh, I think it is a Shinobi. I guess it's Shinobi because Shinobu yeah. a character. Uh, but, uh, you know, he'll pick, he'll figure it out. And then you look at Inosuke, it's like, Inosuke, is Did Inosuke even alive? In he chest. just got stabbed. Dude, like,
1: it's practically when, in his heart. When Inoske got, like, back up in the last fight, I was like, I, how he got stabbed in the heart with a poison sword. It's like, oh, no. See, he's super flexible, so he just moved his internal organs instantly to avoid the sword and also he grew up on a harsh mountain so poisons are not are nothing to him
0: Tengen and uh and Asuke are like poison is nothing to me also uh, the poison Tengen's
1: just like I just stopped my heart to stop the poison poison (laughs)
0: the poison would like a word with you (laughs) oh I'm dying from the poison I didn't know this
1: could happen the funny thing is like Guitaro's like rage in the last fight when he's just like I don't understand, how are they all still alive? It was, like, so real.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, what the... It, it, like, Guitaro and the audience are pretty much the same of, like, how? Like, the only <laughs> thing that was believable, you're like, yeah, uh, Tantrio did, like, a full, like, trick. And then Zenitsu, it makes sense, he was able to break out because he was actually, like, alive and moving around, just kind of
1: yeah, He was just under some rubble.
0: Yeah, and then the other two, you're just... You look at Oscar and it's like, oh, the, the boar eyes are literally out and there's a puddle of blood around him not coming from anywhere specific except i mean anywhere but his it's chest. like coming
1: out of his mask so like the, the idea is like he's probably coughing up a decent amount of blood he's literally constantly
0: losing blood for every movement he makes and it's a lot of blood it's not like drip drip it's like and you are like there, there's not much left like he's gonna be dead soon um but the i the show's so high up because emotionally you get wrecked sheerly for the fact that you're waiting a week each time and a show hasn't done that to me for a long time I think the only time it was like that was Game of Thrones like I said and then the animation is amazing the characters are really good they're not they're not like deep characters like they take like five minutes to tell a backstory and then you go okay that's it and then you go on to the next like let's go kill this demon now like it's not that like it's not deep it's very like on the surface
1: But it is interesting that they at least still make like the demons, like even the higher up demons, like somewhat sympathetic.
0: Yeah, they get they're like here's ten minutes of their shit, and then you go okay now they're dead. Ended up the way they are. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you go like am I supposed to care? Here's ten minutes. Oh fuck, they're about to die. Yeah. Oh okay, this is happening as they're disintegrating. We're telling you what's going on. Uh, but. It, it's uh it does such a good job like with my dress up darling too where i think these two these two shows are the two shows where i'm like so what's next when's the next thing come on tell me tell me when the next thing is yeah. i need to know i need to know the next thing like i'm gonna pee, i'm gonna pull out your shirt and be like hey mister are we there yet are we there yet like what's going on i'm so on?
1: excited to, for the sword making village You're
0: yeah like... i'll say right now um i'm going to la in february uh they're doing the demon slayer world tour And they are doing a thing where they're going to play the last two episodes of Entertainment District and then the first episode of Swordsmith, which is going to be an hour. But when they say an hour, they said the first episode of Entertainment was going to be an hour. And that was 45 minutes because of the commercial breaks, I assume, in Mm -hmm. Japan. So it'll probably be 45 minutes again. Nice try, you sons of bitches. Fucking doing this shit again. But basically, uh, they're doing that in certain uh, specific countries. Uh, like Berlin and Paris, I mean, like cities and countries, like Berlin, per- Paris, LA, Tokyo. But LA specifically will have a live performance by Ime. Or you know, if you look at the spelling of her name, it sounds like Amer, who did the intro and outro of her Entertainment District. So James, those intro and outro, she's gonna be there performing those. Neat. It's gonna be at the Orpheum Theater. And me, I bought. uh Remember Andreas, uh who's on our mm-hmm. Destiny episode and Demon Slayer yeah. episode. We're going. It's gonna be insane. Nice. Uh, it was that sounds super fun yeah i'm, I'm so freaking pumped for it um but i'll let y- i'll let you all know how that is without spoiling it because i don't want to spoil that for you of course uh but yeah demon slayer and i think that's all the anime stuff um let's move on because also it's already an hour and a half practically holy shit yeah. um next up uh what would you like movies or tv james uh
1: let's see, movies okay uh you can go first with your number five okay. mine was believe it or not the unbearable weight of massive talent all right i I, I just thought that movie was so funny like just like pedro pascal i've i've loved him and like apparently everything i've seen him in so far and just like nick cage he's like for a long time he was pretty hit or miss but now that he's like leaning into how insane he can be sometimes like that movie was just so fucking funny and like they 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 really got me on their like Insane drug trip where they're basically just describing writing the movie that they're currently in. It's just like that kind of meta commentary comedy can either it's it can either be really really funny or painfully boring and stupid. And yeah. th- that movie just like landed it so well that like I man I might want to watch it again soon because it's movie, a good movie. So, it's such a good time. It's
0: very funny. It's, funny. I, yeah. it's um. It was one of three movies that didn't make it on my list that I almost wanted to put turn turn my top five into a top eight. <laughs> but mm. uh, God, I love that. I will say honorable honorable mention to that. Nope and Bullet Train. If I could put them on my list, but I could not because it was a very very tough one. I think anime and movies were the toughest one for me this year. Yeah. The others were a lot easier. Um, I guess my number five was Top Gun Maverick. Uh, that, that was movie... my number one. Holy. <laughs> It was a hard your man, and I, uh, you know, I remember, oh no, that was my number two. Sorry, I, <laughs> uh, I thought this movie was fantastic. It was so much better than the first one. Like the first one's cool, but this one yeah. just was amazing. And you know, a lot of people say it's amazing, and it's not something where it's like you look at the film itself and you're like, every aspect of this is so good. And it's like it's not, it's not really a phenomenal thing or anything like that. It's truly really for two things. One, they give you a believable story of what's going on so it doesn't feel just like a, a mindless blockbuster two they do real jets flying and everyone it mm-hmm. literally was straight up people went to the movie go, going i would like to watch jets fly yes thank you that was purely the reason everyone watched top on top gun maverick like i honestly can't think of any other reason yeah um, other than yeah. it's just tom
1: cruise being like you all have to fly jets that's part of the deal <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I watched the original Top Gun, like, right before I watched this movie. I had never seen it before, and, like, I can see, like, it's a good movie. I liked it. I just, I couldn't at the time quite see why it's still so popular, and then I went to go see Maverick, and I was like, okay, it's really cool that they're, like, referencing a bunch of stuff from the original movie, but it's like, this is really a movie that stands on its own, and, like, I like that Maverick is now the teacher and what I really appreciated is they, they do such a good job of setting up, here's the mission that, that we need to do. Here's why we need to do the mission. Here's why this mission is difficult. Here's why you might not even make it back if you don't do this perfectly. And it's like an hour of just like watching them attempt and fail to do the test run over and over again to the point where you're just like, man, is this even physically possible? And then Maverick does it before as they're about to like basically give up and try like a slightly easier approach that would most likely get everyone killed. But like still get the mission done. And Maverick pulls it off first shot immediately and to show everyone like it is doable with time to spare. And it's just like it was so like tense and like I I don't know, it's just like the It was an extremely exciting movie. And I don't even get into uh, like that excited about like Jets and stuff, but I was still just the entire time like, this movie is fucking awesome.
0: It's also a thing where I feel like the movies in my top five are movies that you had to watch it in a theater. Otherwise, like, what the fuck are you doing with yourself? Like, Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing where I think theatrical experiences like these are what make this stand out and like why for me, not one streaming movie made it onto my list, surely for the fact that I saw this in a theater and the experience of watching this movie with powerful sound and powerful visuals made it so amazing. Like I saw the, my four and five, I watched both in Dolby Atmos and it was surely for that fact that like having that experience with the film on top of it made it so unforgettable, uh, at least for me. Uh, that was my number five what was or that was yeah my number five what was your oh you already said your number five never mind what's your number four
1: my number four was the northmen that was my number three okay interesting so the northmen i i just like i like norse mythology and it's not even really all about norse mythology which is like, interesting that like i was expecting it to be a lot more grounded in like the supernatural and like the and like godlike stuff and whatnot and no, not really. It was a very grounded, like, Norse, like, revenge plot. And it was just so well-acted. Just, dude, like, Eric... Uh... Eric Skarsgård? Yeah. Eric, or is it
0: Eric... Alexander Skarsgård?
1: Alexander Skarsgard. Eric was his character from yeah. uh, True Blood. Which, like, the whole time we were joking is, like, this is Eric Northman. <laughs>
0: it really is the prequel to True
1: Blood, really. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like... So, it's, like, there's not really much to talk about the movie besides the fact that it was just, like... It was a very simple plot. It, like, even the twist at the end was not very, like, unbelievable or, like, you couldn't see it coming. But it was just, like, an extremely well-acted, well-shot, like, visually interesting movie. Especially, like, when they started getting into, like, the hallucination kind of stuff with, like, the Valkyries and stuff. So, like, they had allusions to supernatural things. But it was, like, in ways it's, like, not really supernatural. For me like The reason it's so high up is Robert
0: Eggers is all of a sudden this filmmaker That showed up and is now Just pulling these amazing Films out of his sleeve Like he did The the Witch Or The Witch whichever one you want to call it He did The Lighthouse which also Was amazing and then Now he's done this and I think This is of the three It might be my favorite surely for the fact that Of it's theme whereas I guess The Witch Might be the most like grounded i mean it's not gra- it's grounded and not grounded but it 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 might still be his number one just sheerly for the quality of it but um and the less probably least amount of budget used out of all three pro- most likely or maybe the lighthouse i'm actually not sure um for sure this one was probably the most expensive sheerly for the locations but the fact that it was they, they really did put so much work into getting all of the Norse mythology right into getting all of the ways they wanted to go about it right of the culture and everything else like they put the work in this is different than James Cameron's like you know I'm going to do technologically amazing stuff to raise the bar this was I'm going to do the work to raise the bar and keep like to make it really feel like I'm not just bullshitting here for a blockbuster it was I'm gonna tell a story and I'm gonna make sure everything seems like it's right. Even though none of us were around in that time, even though a lot of people won't appreciate what I'm doing, which I don't, you look at the sales, you look at the, it's getting snubbed a lot. This should have been much higher. And it's straight up is just because I honestly believe a lot of people don't understand how much quality was put into this film compared to stuff that maybe people liked more. That wasn't as good and it was just probably like big boom, go blah, blah, like explosion yeah. blockbuster bullshit or like it's a Marvel movie or some shit. Like this did such a good job that it solidified this director to where anything he's going to make in the future, I'm already you've, you've I'm interested. I want to know every single news facet that comes out about what he does next.
1: Like, you know what this movie kind of feels like to me? not exactly but kind of it feels like an epic poem like literally like way back in the day like the way an epic poem would be written of like a like a revenge plot or whatever and they just made that into a movie and it's a very grounded literally just revenge plot and it that sounds very basic but it was a very good movie
0: yeah um my number three was or no my number four sorry was Avatar 2, The Way of Water. And this was, like I I just said, James Cameron put in the technical work to really make this happen. He did everything from deep sea exploration to underwater filmmaking to really make this film come alive. He was like, I'm not going to do some bullshit. like uh, Just act like you're underwater and we'll green screen the rest of it. Which, you know, they had to do all these visual effects, but they didn't do like just kind of like, oh, this is like a fake city uh of wakanda or something this is like yo this is like some real fucking underwater village or not underwater village but they taught their actors how to deep dive they deep dive for a movie like that's crazy it was superb everything about this movie i loved the story was the weakest part was it bad hell no the first movie Maybe, like, it was, like, okay in terms of... It was just, like, yeah, this feels like uh, Dances with Smurf. It's just very... It's It felt generic. This one did not. It felt like they put a lot more effort into writing it. It still wasn't, like, you, you could definitely do better. But everything else, like, this is a movie where the world building had me so interested. It's, like, the opposite of, like, Dune. Dune made me want to, like, basically bury my head in the sound and hopefully suffocate <sighs> myself. But this one was, like, I feel alive watching this this makes me care more like it's like dude protect the environment like it's such a good message to throw into an insane movie about blue people fighting some military sci-fi basically colonial marines more or less that can also be blue people sometimes and it has enough charisma to where like yeah it has kind of like a blockbuster-ish villain who just is like Hey, you know, uh, I'll do I'll give you a good old fashioned ass whooping if you don't listen to me. And uh, why so blue? Like it, it has a villain that I'm totally fine with having for five movies because he's so he's a piece of shit that you're okay getting drinks with if that makes sense. And the main characters actually do such a good job acting. Like when you really look at it, of like the way they pulled off Jake and Natiri, like. They did a fantastic job in terms of all the movies I saw with emotional uh, feeling when her son dies and she's crying about it. Like, I was like, shit, I don't think anything's been this good this year in terms of like raw emotion of tragedy. That was
1: literally just the sound of like a mother losing their child and not being able to vocalize with words how they feel.
0: And it was a blue alien doing it. And it felt more real than even like my top movie, the movies that went above it like that's how good it was but yeah it's still going it's like almost reaching two billion dollars soon like i thought that movie was phenomenal i almost I, if i had more money i'd watch it a third time uh if i could and i would probably enjoy myself probably an imax but i saw it in dolby cinema and i saw it at an alamo draft house uh, which you know for now is okay and i'm sure it'll come back to theaters one day in which i could watch an imax or i just do Dolby cinema again <laughs>
1: it'd be right. really funny if they did that for like the next like a- end of whatever avengers phase and they just like it almost an avatar 2 bring back avatar 2 <laughs> do it again they're just
0: disney's like yeah make them face off we got more money either way do it guys
1: <laughs> james can you just let us have this one no oh, fuck
0: off <laughs> fuck you kevin
1: <laughs> oh god no just uh, make better movies <laughs> yeah really geezer. yeah actually that's what you would say.
0: You would say that, yeah. Uh, James, what was your
1: number three? My number three is gonna upset you. You son of a
0: bitch! What the fuck? I know because
1: I know it's higher on your list. Yeah, I, it is funny to me that I not. That's a my single, number one movie of the year. I figured. Like, <laughs> I think you also told me. <laughs> yeah. Like not. I, find no it, I do find it funny that not not a single mcu movie got on my list this year and i i really liked the uh wakanda movie wait did we see that this year or, last, or was it that was yeah that was the end of last that year. that was a 2020 yeah yeah and like like dr strange was like okay but anyway but the batman though it was like i i don't know i wouldn't go as far as you to say it's like the greatest comic book movie of all time but like it was a damn good movie. Like My only frustration is that, like, it's it was unconnected to the other DCEU stuff, which I guess that's probably for the better. But now they're also saying that the this is still going to be separate from James Gunn's new universe, so that, yeah, good. that frustrates it's just, me. No, no, it's good. Just leave it. Let it do no, its I, thing. I want I want them to keep this Batman. Go! <laughs> but, you know, they as it's long as they keep making different. more of it, like, But, yeah, like, th- this movie was, like, super fucking cool and just, like, like my only complaint plot-wise is like I don't I don't really buy that Bruce would not notice such a major clue as like the misspelling of Alata Al Al or whatever. Like I feel like he would have caught that, but it is also still like really early in his career, the second so like year. It's only a maybe, second year. I don't know. Uh, but other than that, it was an incredibly engaging movie. Like they did a bunch of stuff like like i mean one selena kyle's uh storyline where like she keeps coming back to him for like help and stuff and like when he like finds her on the roof at one point she's like i found the guy let's kill him <laughs> <laughs> it's so good like and like yeah the the way he went back to the iceberg lounge like three times in that movie but like in three different forms like as just like as bruce wayne as the batman and then as dude who just slips in in the back to put his batman suit on i that i don't know why they did that one other than the fact that just to prove he could do it any way he wants and then you get to see the twins get their ass kicked a couple times yeah it's good and then like the batmobile was even like just it was basically just like a really souped up muscle car but just like the dude the scene when they first turn it on and it just like keeps it's got the knots in it bro it felt louder.
0: like it's just like hey we basically said what if batman met dom toretto yeah <laughs> and, and like <laughs> oh my god
1: you're fucking right yeah i know <laughs> and yeah, it's just like that and you, you'll you probably mention it too but like the soundtrack for this movie was pretty oh fucking cool god, so like good. i i didn't expect like them to just like put a, a few nirvana songs on there and it's just like it fits dude
0: yeah. the batman themes so and like the something in you but like the actual batman theme where it's like bum 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 bum, bum like It is the most simplistic Bat-Theme we've ever had. It's the most simplified, but the effectiveness it brings is insanity. How they were able to create something so basic, but so powerful at the same time, is just amazing. And surely for the fact that this movie is amazing to me, I say it's the best Batman movie of all time. I say it's the best comic book movie of all time because we finally got like Batman the ace detective batman is the world's greatest detective and you're watching him become that like he is still very very young and it's an actor you never really think about for it where it's like hey it's robert pattinson what was he oh it's cedric diggory to those that really are gonna remember them and then for the ladies like it's uh fucking edward from twilight it's the vampire boy and more recently he's in like the lighthouse which is actually really good and i never watched twilight i never saw one movie the closest i came was some of the trailers and that funny baseball scene i saw on youtube it was really funny Mm -hmm. but uh i like i never gave him shit for and everyone like yo fuck this dude because i was just like you know he's just doing his movie he doesn't seem like he's an, an obnoxious dude outside of movies and i liked him as cedric whatever like i he's just not on my mind and then when they casted him I never was against it where a lot of people were and I think it was because I already saw that happen so many times where it's was like yeah we went through that with all the Dark Knight stuff especially like Anne Hathaway and Bane and everything else even though now in hindsight yes I know mm-hmm. Bane and Talia it's like hey let's get a British people to do it it's like aren't they supposed to be like Arab and Latino? nah don't worry about it it's christopher nolan you don't have people that aren't white what are you talking about it's like oh yeah that's right it's christopher
1: nolan <laughs> fucking we got Chris. morgan freeman to play lucius fox <laughs> thank god yeah <laughs> you what if lucius fox wasn't black i'd be like what the fuck yeah that would have been really weird <laughs> yeah,
0: i mean i mean look, look at bane and look at talia you're like what the what'd you do <laughs> <laughs> liam Neeson is raz Ghoul. he's a fucking middle eastern <laughs> yeah um, but like uh he's just britishizing everything. Colonists, but like uh anyway, uh I still love those movies, don't get me wrong. I, I still love the bat the Dark Knight trilogy, but the Batman just made things feel so amazing to me in terms of like my comic book is coming to life in this movie, and it feels like such a good, like I just watched a 12 issue run from these creators and they got the art down they got the writing down and I got everything I wanted out of it and they even included the annual that had like a lot of mob stuff with like Carmen Falcone like it just felt so good and I know a lot of people I know you included complained like it was maybe too long and the subplots got in the way of the plots and made you forget a little bit for me I want I was like I straight up I was one of the people I was like I want it to be longer I want the four hour cut I want all that shit make it longer give me the whole fucking thing if it's interesting enough i don't care if it's longer same thing with avatar same thing with not the hobbit the hobbit's the opposite
1: make that shorter uh Uh (laughs) stupid
0: it's it's fucking hobbit can you Uh, make
1: three movies out of this one book yeah
0: whereas like lord of the rings yeah extended editions you can't watch theatrical now it's like a it's taboo honestly um but it just did it it made me go insane and like i don't always watch a lot of movies over and over and over like avatar i saw twice top gun i saw once batman i saw three times in theaters i was tempted to go watch it seven times if i could but i I kept missing those outlets to do them uh maybe i saw four times i saw three or four times i don't remember anymore um but yeah it just it was so fucking good and i'm excited for everything else coming in that it's it's so good in the sense too that and all the turmoil I'm getting for the DCU, all the the mourning for Henry Cavill, all this shit that I'm dealing with for the DCU and James Gunn stuff at the same time, and all this like, just it's insane. I'm happy that this little Matt Reeves bubble exists because it's like it's this untouchable world that I can just enjoy everything that comes out with it without having to compare it to anything else, without having to touch it with anything else. It's just its own little thing, and in there it can just thrive, and I can be happy with it. And that's why I love it so much. Uh, what is your... Oh, wait, I guess it's my turn. My number three, is yeah. that? Oh, wait, it was Northman. So I'm done with that. What's your number two?
1: My number two was Top Gun. Okay, uh, cool. Then so that... I'm
0: up to the, my one. Oh, uh, which is my number two. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, Am I right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're finally getting there. Dude, this movie was such a good time. If the Batman didn't come out this year, if the Batman wasn't the Batman, this would easily be my number one movie of the year. This had so much in it. It had comedy. It had emotion. It made you sad. It made you happy. It gave you all. It gave you everything. Literally everything, everywhere, all at once. It gave you all of the emotions you wanted, and it gave you such good acting in it too. You had Michelle Yeo playing different versions of herself, and seeing other people play different versions of herself. You saw Jamie Lee Curtis play other versions of herself and you saw K. hu quan come back who was short
1: round and data dude like his character waymond like is the best part of that movie he was my, yeah he was my favorite part of the movie just like well like the scene
0: where he I'd like is, to point out he won best supporting actor at the golden globes and michelle Yeoh got best leading actress for, these mo- for this movie movie absolutely worthwhile hella deserved worth it they should not yeah it's, if it was not them, if it's not them at the Oscars, i will be like,
1: what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yeah. they did an amazing job. Like, he, his scene where he's explaining, like, you know, you see yourself as a warrior and, like, you you may have thought that I, I was too kind and too gentle for my own good, but that's not by accident. That's by choice. that That is how I survive. That's how I fight against this world is with kindness and just, like, being good and like i'm really not doing that scene justice but like that shit like that shit made me fucking cry <laughs> was and amazing. like there were there, there this movie spoke to me on such a deeper level than i was ever expecting that i was just like this is one of the most beautiful movies i have seen in a very long time
0: yeah uh very much so. so yeah and you know best part Raccoonie, without a doubt. Oh Raccoonie is, so is one of the best things ever. That's such a, they, oh God! I can't believe she they knows did too, it. Much. <laughs> <It's> too much. That's too much. So good! I love that so much. Every it, it yeah. It's just there's not much else to say. Like you don't need more words for something that just is phenomenal. And I guess due to you said the Batman was number three
1: uh that was my number three yeah
0: you son of a bitch okay so that means if it was, if this was my number two and you're number one then for sure then i think everything everywhere was the sutra side talk movie of the year uh Probably just yeah. as uh Spikes family was uh anime of the year i don't care it's my number one i said so it's, it's number one
1: i'm fine with that yeah, yeah. cool because <laughs> what was your number one again what, it say? was uh, uh my dress up darling you know they could tie. They could
0: actually yeah. no. It's like a three way tie because it's like first and third. And then both Demon Slayer got second, so it's like a three way tie kind of actually. When you really look at it, it's, it's weird. Uh, God, it's so um, hard. it is hard. Uh, moving on to TV. Uh, I guess I'll go first with this one. This is hard. I actually, I mean, it wasn't hard. I, I kept cross. I literally crossed like three things off my list because I kept forgetting. I'd be like, oh no, I forgot this. Um, there is like one i had two animated things in it and i took one off reluctantly to leave only one on because it was it was difficult i had so much trouble deciding this thing um i will just say this right now i have zero there's no marvel shit in my top anything this year like nothing Uh, i think you got the closest with uh the guardians game and that's about it yeah and that didn't Um,
1: come out this year yeah
0: my number five though um is that wait, did I did I put that right? I already forgot. Yeah, Harley Quinn. No, I guess I did keep that on. I couldn't It was between Harley Quinn and Stranger Things. I couldn't I couldn't remember which one I wanted to have on there. Yo,
1: I totally forgot about Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> dude, right? It was it was difficult. I'm like, between Stranger Things and Harley Quinn, I'm like,
1: shit. Fuck. <laughs>
0: like, but I think I, I have them both crossed off, so I think I chose Harley Quinn. <laughs> um just for the fact that they do yeah because stranger things i think it's just running up the hill uh but yeah harley quinn it is such a good time in a world of adult animated shows that are very i'd say they're either they could be cringe they can be very um what's the vulgar yeah, for dude, the sake of look charity. at the
1: Delma show that's out now it's don't apparently i watched terrible. two episodes and it was you actually abs- watched it Ooh.
0: it was in a it was in a giant group watch where uh. only it was like we watched two episodes and we're like can we stop because i think he was like let's do the second episode we all said please don't do the second <laughs> episode he did it we're like cool we're done never again i don't even want to look at episode three it's disgusting it, this fucking show is good. throw it in the trash and just put, so turn the mean. trash on fire and then throw it in the dump, and then set the dump on fire, and bury it, and kill it, and send it to space again, and blow it into the sun, and then blow up the sun. <laughs> Stupid-ass show. Um should be ashamed of yourselves for making it. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn. It's an adult animated show where, like I said, they're cringe, they're vulgar for the sake of cringe, uh, for the sake of vulgarity, for the sake of trying to make fun of the people that watch it, like fucking Velma. And they all just feel strange and it's like there's some that are like a little bit less and you know that's like Futurama and stuff like that where it's like a it's not adult it's like kind of for ages above 10 more or less and you just kind of enjoy it whereas Harley Quinn it's like you shouldn't watch them unless maybe you're like 15 I guess at the earliest for the most part um but it does such a good job of it has its vulgarity but they don't go crazy with it okay they go a little crazy with it but they it, keep, it makes sense when they do it it feels yeah. in character because you go hey she was in an insane asylum so you know what it makes sense and they have such a good dynamic of characters of so having harley poison ivy killer shark uh frank. or king shark <laughs> um yeah frank <laughs> uh fucking psycho kind of uh, i guess well previously
1: Kind eh. of the old guy that died. Now yeah, part of the house. <laughs> Clayface. Clayface, dude, is, Clayface so fucking, is so fucking funny. So fucking funny. Dude, he's
0: <gasps> Even so, Joker. Like, they somehow they they they. It's a great,
1: like spoof deconstruction of characters. Dude, I love how the Joker's just like a normal guy now. Yeah, and he's like he got Jokerified again, and he's like Joker became Jokerified, and somehow turned into Bernie Sanders. Um, and, he, and he's just like, you know what? Having a normal life is actually kind of fun and like nice. I kind of, I I think I'm just going to do that.
0: (laughs) It's, it's straight up. I kid you guys not. It's like the Joker you finally get in season three. I was like, uh, dude, I like him more than 99% of candidates in politics.
1: Like, all right. He did become mayor.
0: He is actually, (laughs) I kid you not. He is actually a better, actually a decent mayor. He's actually a better politician. a more trustworthy politician than most politicians that currently exist i'm not joking that's how fucking insane this show is like they do such good deconstructions of characters especially for the fact that you kind of get it through harley who they do a good job with because they put to work her psychologist background
1: and Dude, they use when that she goes into bruce's mind
0: oh my god that's that was such a so
1: fucking great i
0: think that's what like i'm like stranger Things is good but that portion of that show where she's in there is so phenomenal the where way it's they like wait i off.
1: don't understand like they're it's all just the same memory it's like yeah because he never moved on yeah beyond his parents death like that's the only thing he remembers because it's the only thing that matters to him
0: and i think the fact that like you know i i'm not one that i don't want to there's certain ways when you know they, they try to make fun of a character and they do some weird shit of like a perversion of it and i'm always like ah you know it doesn't feel right it's like that south park episode where they are like they ripped indiana jones and they show it and i felt it's the one south park episode where i felt incredibly uncomfortable because I, I literally was not feeling well when i watched indiana jones get raped i'm like this oh, yeah. actually is incredibly uncomfortable for me like i did not feel good watching that um And there's, like, certain things where, like, I'm gonna make Batman be a weird fucking freak and shit. And I'm like, that's stupid. And then they do it in Harley Quinn in a very good way of, like, hey, this man is emotionally damaged and there's some fucking weird mental shit. And it's stuff that people try to tackle, but they usually do it in awful ways and they just don't know how to do it right. And this show somehow pulled it off and it's a comedy. And it's like, oh, shit. And, yeah, there's people that probably don't like it because they're, like, super serious about all this shit. And I am, too, to an extent, but, like, when they do it right and they do uh, a legitimate deconstruction somehow in the form of comedy it's phenomenal like it, it's so good how they're able to pull off uh, a lip like a fucking progressive joker politician and a hey i brought my dead parents back to life as zombies Batman, yeah, and you're like God. what <laughs> who also has a weird emotional attachment and she used to selena kyle oh um, god that was so funny it was so fucking funny uh and all these other supporting characters that each have their own kind of thing that they're dealing with but lesser extents uh Dude, much poor Bane.
1: Le- <laughs> like everyone bullies Bane.
0: god bless you harley quinn i'll shove it up your ass Bane. Hey, oh it's the top hat too he's just like tiny tim <laughs> <So> uh. <good. laughs> I, it ruined me now because i was i used to do like the oh they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother it's like the that i think that was the best I, I still that's my favorite thing of the dark knight trilogy i just love tom hardy bane but then they did the fucking bane in the harley quinn show and it is just ever so slightly different that it could ruin my impression i go from like i, I try to do tom hardy and all of a sudden just turn into fucking <laughs> harley quinn bane i'm like no no <laughs> i can't believe you made me do this but it's so good it's it's just like (laughs) i love bait so much oh my god yeah this show it's number five because it's fucking great uh there are so many other shows i will say like that i wanted in there but i couldn't get in there um the one i almost put in was what we do in the shadows and it was so depressing that i couldn't get it in there um,
1: oh man now i'm like totally rethinking dude
0: that's why tv was actually i forgot how hard tv was like i think i actually maybe i did cross out harley quinn and put what we do in the shadows i, I don't honestly i can't tell but the you know what the bruce wayne scene alone was the worth it was worth it for the young yeah. bruce wayne uh what's your number
1: five james so my number five is also a dc thing the peacemaker show you son of a bitch that's my number two <laughs> damn okay so dude this show is so fucking funny. Like. I I really liked the Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn did. The the sequel, not quite sequel, reboot movie. And, like, dude, John Cena's Peacemaker was, like, the funniest part of that movie. And so I was, like, happy that we were going to get more of him. And, like, dude, not only was this season, like, fucking hilarious. But it was very emotional. it, It was, like, emotional and, like, covered interesting, like, actually, like, relevant topics. Like, dude, like, the fact that they were able to dive into like old dc lore and brought like a literal white supremacist villain and it like it fits for today's like society because we're dealing with white supremacy again how
0: to deal with your life when you grow up with a white supremacist leader as your father <laughs> and yeah. it's
1: like when you look at it and you're like holy
0: shit peacemaker came out like really pretty good
1: yeah, all as, things as, considered as good as could. and like and like the scene where you find out like he, like why his dad is like doesn't ever act like he loves him because he's like he literally basically like made his kids fight for fun and then like peacemaker accidentally killed his brother and his dad's just like what you do it is all your fault you fucking idiot moron and, and it's, it's like, like it, it, one he
0: killed he already had favorites he killed his favorite son and it was his own fault for making him do it like yeah it was a, it was just a horrific thing and the worst part for peacemaker was you know that his brother that looked out for him
1: yeah it was like his best friend slash brother and he killed him accidentally and his dad is like it's all your fault and he was like maybe 10
0: he was very young yeah it was yeah. like the point where it definitely psychologically fucked him up for a
1: while yeah um, so like and just like also the music for this show is like phenomenal like i i am like kind of a fan of like 80s hair metal so so that's why a lot of the soundtracks for this uh, these episodes like really played for me yeah i mean and that's did. the thing
0: james gunn is known for he just takes exi- he doesn't need to like create new songs too much he like will take some crazy song and throw it in he's done it for guardians he did it for the suicide squad and he did it for peacemaker
1: yeah um, it is just like a su- such a fun show to watch and just like like I don't know, like, I guess one scene that, like, really encapsulates, like, why I like the humor of it is, like, they're going into some, like, factory or whatever to, like, get intel or, or something like that, and they're, and they're like, this is a non-violent mission, no killing anyone, and Peacemaker, like, immediately blows someone's head off, and they're like, why the fuck do you do that? It's like, I got x-ray vision in this uh, helmet, like, I, c- I can see they're all aliens, it's like, don't worry about it or he whatever starts the going to town ones. yeah that's so yeah.
0: all that i love the yeah i mean we're not gonna get too much we, we there was an episode cut of steel episode 12 uh pretty much almost everything we've either talked about in an episode and had an episode dedicated to it or have yet to do that episode specifically mainly like the anime stuff and harley quinn and whatnot um yeah uh, but uh it's also you know it was my number two it's a it had an intro where especially for streaming titles streaming, i watched it every single time <laughs> streaming movie streaming shows that have their little titles and it's skip intro i always skip an intro because they're usually very whatever i've realized now unless it's an anime animated intro it's probably not that interesting at the, the for the most part and even if it's one i've heard i've seen for the first time i'm on i still might not even watch the whole thing i'm like i see what you're doing even daredevil i'm like oh nice and I just skip yeah, it anyway. usually I'm like, i watch nah, it like I'm once good. and then i skip the rest I might not not even watch it once. I might not even care. I'm just like, nah, that's okay. I'll I'll save myself a minute. Um, But Peacemaker, I watched it every single time because they did such a good job and they had such good choreography. And it's like, hey we want you to watch the intro. What if we put an effort into the intro and it's to, instead of just being like a thing of like, look at the cool spirally background and then like a a mask shows up and the name of the character next to the mask. And it's like, what if we put the characters on the screen for the intro? And it's like, no one yeah, does what that. If we just
1: had them all dance in a weird yeah. dance? No it one actually has their actual anything. characters
0: on the screen for intros. When you look at a lot of these live action ones, unless it's fucking cable law and order or something, you're not going to get it. Mm. <laughs> um but uh yeah i really liked it it was a good time my number two james is number five uh i guess my number four
1: was the boys uh season three you know you know what the more i think about it the more i want to take number four off my list because i i was going to call it it was going to say the after party from uh you're now going to
0: say the boys too huh
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to put the boys there because okay. the boys was like fucking great and because definitely better time. than the after party. The boys. <laughs> like, dude, I liked the, the after party, but the boys was fucking great.
0: The boys has been a very consistent show with all three seasons and it's great that they've been able to keep things completely interesting, do something completely new that wasn't done in the previous season. Like every single thing that's done is something that we haven't seen before. And there's an escalation, there's changes of heroes and villains where you feel bad. It goes from like, hey, this is a shitty villain to, hey, this dude's actually been fucked over a lot. And he got fucked up and he finally stands up for himself. Oh, he's dead. (laughs) Sorry, fucking Black Noir. Um, Yeah, and that was was sad. You see different tragic things where people have troubled pasts and, you know, they still may be bad, but uh, you do feel for them to an extent and uh we see a lot of like powerless is the theme really of like what could you do if you had more power and also it's drugs and (laughs) kind of watching how that works with like uh our main boys um uh butcher and huey and stuff and seeing how that works and huey being like i'm naked um but uh which is ironic considering like uh the first hero he fights is in Naked Invisible Man. Yeah. Uh, but you get more character building of like each character has some form of evolution that has occurred. And they all each have a problem and it's all like a different subplot. But each subplot feels integral without it really like getting out because it all still ties into the overarching story. So they're able to keep it very clean and you don't get lost along the way really at all. Like you're able to maintain what's going on. And a week later you come back and you're like, Oh, right. we left right here. I have no problem remembering what's going on. It's super easy. And it's funny. It's fucked up and it feels good. And it feels, it reminds you, I kind of hate corporations a lot sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Good Dude, time. It's
1: so funny that, like the, they actually made, like, a Vought Industries, like, Twitter account, and they'll occasionally, like, tweet shit that just, like, makes fun of, like, corporate, like, stuff. It's so fun. It's fucking funny.
0: Dude, I love the, if you ever go on the YouTube show, or the YouTube channel for Vought, the Vought YouTube channel, uh, they'll actually post Cameron Kennedy uh, videos of, like, his interviews. He's, like, the Tucker Carlson type dude. um, wow. And it's funny because everyone in the comments acts like they're in the world. That's so funny. everyone that comments in there is like, hey, I really hope Homelander's doing better after that betrayal from uh, Stormfront and all this shit and then, like all this stuff. And it's so funny how anyone that comments in there and it's regular people commenting on YouTube. This isn't like hired people or anything. These are just regular people. They all stay in character acting like they're watching they're like glued to Vought. It's like people that would basically be watching fucking Fox News and then talking about Fox News. It's so hilarious, which I It's hilarious because there's people in real life that are like this. But like, we, the people in the comments for Vought are doing it because it's a giant joke. And then you realize yeah. in real life people are doing it because they believe it. And you're like, oh, no, the, the show is just playing real life shit. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, number four for sure. Um, number three then uh, for me was Primal. You probably forgot that one too, didn't you?
1: I did, but I don't know. If I, really I really liked that. I, th- I felt
0: like it. I, I felt like it deserved it, Sheely, for the fact that this is a show where the animation. It, this is the animation. This is the James Cameron of animation, <laughs> where they put in so much effort. You don't feel any three D. It's like, oh, this is a traditionally drawn animated show. Remember those? They're extinct now just like dinosaurs hey this show's about dinosaurs (laughs) like except kind of except well you know what i mean um but like there it's a great show also for the sheer fact that there is so little dialogue and when there is it's not in english except for that one episode where it's in england but besides that one (laughs) Where they're like the the savage beast talk. And it turns out humans have that savagery in them the whole time. Yeah. What a weird oh, episode. Right, yeah, about... that was such oh, a cool yeah. episode. Um, But the show has such good, like I said, storytelling without words. And it's great. It's because... like the epitome of show, don't tell. And this guy, you know, he does cave painting. So it's like it's like you're watching the cave painting because there are no words. It's just pictures. And you're watching those pictures communicate via their actions. And it's savage. And it's gory. And it's amazing. And it's so good for the fact that, like, you know, this is the guy that made Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls. And I never watched Symbiotic Titan. I still have to watch that. And the Clone Wars micro series, which is still my favorite Iteration of Star Wars ever created And This is his like like We saw a little bit of Samurai Jack where In the like final season where he's like You know this is more grown up And the first three episodes are like 10 out of 10 Masterpiece and then after that it's like Ah oh, damn <laughs> it's not all good It's kind of whatever to be honest But Primal is like Hey all you people That grew up with my stuff Here's something for you now at your age That you'll enjoy because you don't have to be Young anymore for it And here's all the adult shit you'd want in terms of like gore and violence and just sheer, all that, all that shit. And it just, it gets the job done. And he finished this story to where he could stop, but also they could continue and continue with different characters which is shocking considering like hey I like the caveman that never spoke and just said Muriel or yeah. Miriam I don't know why he sounds like Courage the Cowardly really Dog but um or
1: Mira Mira, Mira. <laughs> Mira. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> 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 that's also what he says uh but like what we could see potentially later on now if i, I like i like i said I, i'll watch a show with his daughter and three fucking tyrannosaurus oh, rexes easily no problem uh so we'll see what happens but yeah my number
1: my number three for sure what's your number three sir my number three was netflix's the sandman which i guess is another dc uh thing Like I had never read the DC or the uh, Sandman comics. Uh, I knew they were like popular, but like, so I went into this not knowing like anything about it. And I was just like, this shit's interesting and like super cool. Like the the whole idea of like the, uh, the Eternals or the, the immortals or whatever. And like, I don't know. I just thought I, they got me with like the second episode where like death shows up and she's like somehow more cheerful than dream. (laughs) Like, did you ever watch the show?
0: no um i bought the my the my comic book store the owner pretty much convinced me to buy the first i guess like book that combines the first two trades and he said that's basically the first season and he literally said you should read this first then listen to the first audio book that they did that has like james mcavoy in it and everything then watch the show so that's what i'm gonna do Um, so
1: i actually got the uh i think all the books that'll be a fun kind of steel episode also yeah so like i don't know it's been a little while since i watched the show so and I'm it's getting late and i'm tired so. yeah uh but like it was just like such an interesting idea for the world and like that there are these immortal beings that are kind of like aspects of different parts of our subconscious or like just life like and the idea that like imprisoning the sandman the the person who is basically in control who controls the the world of dreams mm-hmm. apparently is a very bad thing and uh like while he was imprisoned for like a long time because people were basically trying to like convince him to let give them power uh the world basically like went to shit cuz no one could dream anymore and like some people could never sleep and some people never woke up from their dreams and it's just like, turns out he is incredibly dangerous and powerful. And like, I am very excited to see where like the rest of the show goes. Cause it, they definitely set up some stuff at the end of the first season where I'm just like, I w- definitely wanted to see more of the series. Cause it's, it's very interesting and cool. I mean, okay. Neil Gaiman is like a fucking great writer. So. Oh yeah. He's phenomenal. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, you already said my number two uh wait, yeah uh that was your number three you said right that was my number three my number two is peacemaker what was your number two my number two was actually andor you sound that's my, that's my number one What the, okay yeah my number right. one you'll never guess <laughs> i'm probably not
1: gonna guess it, yeah but yeah andor it's is... probably modern family i'm
0: assuming
1: no i know <laughs> andor is like is modern family whatever uh Andor is some of the best Star Wars that I've seen in a very long time. Cause it's like not super crazy with like space wizards and shit. Like not that I don't like the Jedi and like the lightsabers and the force and stuff. I do find that shit really cool, but it's sometimes it's cool to just see like what it's like for just like a normal ass person somewhere in the galaxy. And it's interesting that this kind of lead, I mean it does lead into rogue one cause the main character is Cassian Andor and we're, we're not quite back at the point in this at the end of this first season where Andor has like become the the re- rebellion soldier that he was in Rogue One because at that point in that movie he's like, you have no idea what I've done for the rebellion. I have blood on my hands. Yeah, and so this show is like seeing him get to the point where he even wants to be part of the rebellion because it initially he's just like, I don't give a shit. I just want to like live my life and just make make something of myself if i can and just like live a a good life and throughout the course of the season seeing how bad the empire has gotten for people and like when um i forget his name but uh stellan Skarsgård's character like basically they do a a heist that the empire never thought could have ever happened and it puts them on high alert and it makes them put their thumb down on everyone on the galaxy and it it shows like they're willing to make like the rebellion is willing to make everyone's life harder just to turn them against the empire which is a necessary evil to do where it's like yeah you're making people's lives terrible but it's not you doing it it's the empire doing it and you're just bringing people's attention to it and just just opening your eyes exactly and like what when they do and, dude, like, by the end of the last episode, dude, I, I shit you not, I was crying so fucking hard when, uh, like, listening to Marva's speech, because I was like, this is, like, this speech is perfect. It's just, like, the yeah. cinematography of what's going on at the time, and, like, it's just so fucking good. Like, again, it's one of those things that, like, hit me on such an emotional level that I was not expecting. Like, I was expecting it to be good, but not, like, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I this is my number one
0: which i never thought i mean i guess like the closest thing i would have to a number one for star wars recently would be like the mandalorian stuff which i don't even know if it was last year or not um but this show did multiple things for me one it showed me that you can have an adult star wars without it being like not for kids completely or anything like that but just like hey here's subtle things where it's like you remember characters can take off their pants and you're like, oh yeah, that's it's possible. Like, characters are people in this show, and you really feel that, and they're just doing their everyday shit. And they live in a planet that's occupied by the Imperials. And you feel everything that's going through in all the different planets. Each planet has something different going on. And you really just get the despair and fear that's going through and then finally when it's all brought to a front and it all happens, you're just like, holy shit, I want to riot. And then they riot and you're just like, I feel it. I feel all of it. And the fact that also they pull this off with a, a character that died in a movie that it's just him. He's the only character you've seen besides like Mon Mothma. And I think that's what I love about this. Cause I I want two different things from star Wars a lot. I want minor characters to be front and center because they have stories that are pretty much untapped and they don't have to go overboard with them because usually it's not a Jedi or anything like that. It's not someone that was integral before. So if they're not integral, that means they're not going to do some insane, like fucking shit that you might see in a Mandalorian or Obi-Wan or some fucking Obi-Wan. But like you want to see something that a Jedi would do. And it gives a lot more room for unique takes on star wars which andor is one of the most unique takes i've gotten in a while from this universe and the people that created this also did such a good job of like having 70s vibes with it with the music it's like oh this is like star wars a new hope vibes of like hey remember disco a little bit and like mm-hmm. that type of music like it's there a little bit and it feels so fresh I want to say, because, you know, the movies bombed, they died, they they were awful, and Disney failed on the movie front, which is why we haven't had a movie in so long, and now they're like, Disney Plus is our new outlet, and we can make so much money on Disney Plus, even though now there's enough shows, we don't actually have this many shows, we can do less shows, and put more money into parks or some shit, because they need more upkeep, what the fuck is wrong with us? Um, not that they have said that. Uh, and... You know, like even in the Disney Plus shows now, they're like you're watching the, watching them bleed. You're like, oh, if they bleed, we could kill it. Like you've seen, they're they're mortal. Like the Marvel shows, they're becoming very whatever. They're not. There's no like great Marvel show to me anymore, or there never really was, to be honest. Except for Werewolf by Night, and that's just a special. Star Wars, it's like Mandalorian. It's great, but there's so much fanfare in it, and I get it. I love it, and that's why I love it. But I don't want every single one to be fanfare. And Andor isn't that. And they just go, hey, we're going to do our own thing. Enjoy it if you like it. Cool. But don't expect Jedi or any of that shit. And it's like, perfect. This is great. There's a hero in this that can barely stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no OP or anything. This is like, hey, these are partisans more or less. Like, that's it. The Nazis are occupying our country and we're going to do our best to do what we can. But like, it's a small little group of us in an underground bunker, pretty much like that's what we're looking at. And that's why it's my number one, because it really just brought something new that opened my eyes. And each time they make a speech in it, it's such a good speech. And Star Wars doesn't do speeches. When you look at all the Star Wars media, there's nothing really good when there is a speech. Otherwise, there are no speeches. This show somehow pulled it off and said, Hey, we can do speeches. But yeah, there we did another show on it. Just check it out. I don't wanna get more into it. That's my number one. James is number two. What's your number one?
1: My number one, believe it or not, is actually an Apple TV show. Severance. Like I like a coworker at the beginning of the year described like the the hook to the show, and I was like, it hey, that sounds kinda interesting, I guess. I'll give it a shot. Dude, like okay, so the hook is like basically for this company that you got to work at that if you want to work at this company, you have to go through this procedure where they basically s- create a segment of your mind where mm-hmm. there's two of you essentially. There's you outside of work and then there's you inside of work. And you don't remember anything that you do at work when you leave and then you don't remember anything from the outside world when you get to work and when I heard that I was like oh that okay that sounds like an interesting way for a company to like protect its secrets and then like I didn't even think that like wait if there's a version of you that only literally only ever experiences work and when you leave for the end of the day And then you like get on the elevator and then you're in your mind. You just get back out of that elevator and go back to work and you just magically feel less tired. But you just it's just constant, endless work. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, holy shit, that sounds like a nightmare. But it's like so interesting that like the the people living inside the like work, like some of them see it as like. A horrible trap, but others are like, well, it's literally the only thing I know, might as well make the best out of it. And it's just like they they don't even know what they're working on necessarily. They're just like told do this task over and over again. And like there's so many weird, obscure, strange things that like it's there's basically like a, a mystery of like what the fuck is this company even doing that it needs to be so secretive? And like even when you are shown what the characters are are doing at their like desks and stuff it it looks like a random bullshit and you're just like what why are they making them do this and so it's just like it sets up such an interesting mystery and then like seeing the the people on the inside of work trying to figure out a way to get a message to the outside that like hey we're fucking miserable here like we're basically trapped and like you are a version of me on the outside like do you not feel like at all sad that they're you're doing this to a version of you and like is like i don't want to this is one of those shows where like i do not want to do spoilers because it's so fascinating and like i i almost didn't want to put this on my list just for the fact that like the season ends on such a cliffhanger that i i I literally was just like how the fuck could you end it there like that like i need to know more and this is apple tv you said this is Apple TV okay. and th- it's one of those things where like, I was so surprised that they, that Apple put out a show that literally when it, when the season ended, I was like, it can't end there. I need more. That's where I was like, okay, that goes high up on my list. Cause it's Damn. like, okay. is a, is a must watch I if you, it. if you can, for sure.
0: Okay. Well, that is all our stuff. Um, I don't really know what our, I guess it would be, uh, and or is our tv show of the year cuz i didn't have several list at all i have watched <laughs> it um but yeah we've uh, we've done through we've gone through everything and i will say much faster and much less we will go through our top 3 things we're looking forward to from all three of the all four of those categories uh well, i just did 3 for <laughs> 2023 general. Oh, three in general of out
1: of all four of those categories like just 3 things i'm looking forward to most <laughs> oh i'll go fast then uh you can go first (laughs) okay so for me uh the i guess show i'm looking forward to the most mandalorian season three because i just i love that show i want to see more uh number two is spider-man 2 i i'm actually a little bit surprised it's not number one because i have really 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 liked the first game and spider-man is one of my favorite you heroes shocked yourself i'm but, honestly surprised it didn't. <laughs> even though i wrote this but the only reason is because number one is zelda tears of the kingdom you hopefully loser. hopefully that comes out this year i should probably but, buy breath of the wild one day we'll see but yeah it's just like i dude i put like 200 hours into breath of the wild and i didn't even realize it until i saw the my like, game clock and i was like jesus how do i how do i do that that's so i am very excited for tears of the kingdom because if it's like even if it's just more breath of the wild i'll still be happy to play it but Mm -hmm. it just i am hoping nintendo can like surprise and wow me again just like they did for the first one because i don't know they're good at that okay uh
0: i guess i'll start with games um my number three spider-man 2 Looking forward to it. It's Insomniac, and I really love the first one. And Miles Morales made it even better. So I'm really pumped to see what they do with that. Number two, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was supposed to come out last year. Really want to see what this is going on. And now that I've gotten Way of Water, I really just want this so much. And it's great because, I mean, it works because, you know, Avatar 2 came out last year or er, in 2022. This will come out this year, and then next year will be Avatar 3. So it's kind of like we get at least Avatar in, we get something avatar every year which is kind of cool number one hogwarts legacy um i might not be able to get it when it comes out necessarily uh just until it makes more money but otherwise uh i have been wanting this game for so long i just want to be a fucking wizard and go to wizard school that's great um top three anime number three attack on titan I just want it to be done. I am so yeah. ready for this show to be fucking over. I can't believe they're splitting it in half so you're getting basically Attack on Titan the third final season part 1 and the third final season part 2. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Make the show end. Please stop. I don't want this anymore. Uh number 2, Spy Family, we're getting season 2 and a movie this year. I am so fucking pumped for that. And then Demon Slayer is number 1. I am so ready for Swordsmith Village. This is going to be phenomenal. And I can't believe those two shows. We just got them last year and they're back again. Uh, Movies. Number three is uh, the Godzilla movie coming November 3rd, 2023. Hmm. Uh, It is a, I believe, live action one and it's being done. So just real fast, I want to say Takashi Yamazaki. uh, He recently did Lupin the Third, the First. He wrote and directed it. uh, That 2019 Lupin movie. He also... uh, Did like Stand By Me Dormon, which people might know Dormon is like the iconic little Japanese creature character. And he's done like Parasite and stuff. He also did visual effects on Shin Godzilla, but he's doing this new Godzilla movie and I'm very excited to see what it is. I don't know if it's Shin Godzilla sequel, if it's its own standalone Godzilla, but I'm fucking pumped for a new Godzilla movie already. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, That's my number three though, which I never thought would say Godzilla's my number three in a movie. Uh, Number two is Aquaman in the lost kingdom it is the end of the dcu i'm very like it's basically the send-off and out of the four dc movies coming out this is the one i want to see the most and i want to see jason moa get as much time as he gets and i want to see a good farewell for ben affleck's batman as well number one indiana jones and the dial of destiny i that's the thing i fanboy out about is indiana jones this is i've been waiting for this for years years i've been wanting this for so long it's the finish it's the end i'm so excited to see this movie and i can't wait for it tv shows number three is the mandalorian i almost forgot about it uh season three pumped for it but i'm just not it's like i'm, I'm excited especially for the mandalorian shit like being on mandalore like that's gonna be really dope uh number two ted lasso is getting its third season this year and that show is the show if i could tell anyone I don't care what genre you like. This is the show you have to watch. This is the one show you have to watch. Because other shows that might be great to me might not be great to you because of whatever. Uh, Ted Lasso, you got to watch it. And the season third season is coming. And I think it's the third. It's the final season, I think. Uh, I think it's only three seasons or four seasons. I think it's three seasons. And then uh, number one, the Apple TV Godzilla series is coming this year. And that's going to have like fucking Kurt Russell in it. And that's going to be so fucking cool. It's the Legendary Godzilla. I am so pumped for this. I'm getting two Godzillas in this year. I am so fucking ready for this. Uh, But that's my number one for sure. Um, It's going to be a crazy year. We'll see how these do. Um, Remember, anticipated doesn't mean it's going to be in our top because that happened before where I was like, yeah, back for blood, most anticipated. Oh no, this game is highly disappointing. I'm not putting it on any list. So these things can happen for sure um attack on titan honestly i just want it over with i'm probably not gonna have it unless it like makes me cry i'm probably not gonna care too much and it probably wouldn't even be in my top five next year we'll see i don't don't know how it's gonna go but that's everything guys uh that has been sutra side talk uh the show is done sorry it's a long one it's i don't think as long as last year's if it is what the fuck happened because we did a (laughs) lot of listing of shit um but uh you can email us at talk at gmail.com. Uh send us comments, feedback, questions. Uh you can have us answer on the show. You can uh ask us questions on upcoming episodes. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Callisto Protocol. We're going to talk about Spy Family Part 2 for the first season. We're going to talk about um Gundam Witch of Mercury, Chainsaw Man, uh, Mob Psycho. We're going to talk about um, Maybe some other shows and stuff. I actually can't think about them on the top of my head because it's late and my brain is kind of actually deteriorating at this moment. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just write in. Ask us these questions or comment or send us messages on Instagram or Twitter, which you can follow the show on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Talk, all one word. Uh, If you want to support us, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to or watching. If it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review. If it's Spotify, please rate us, and if it's YouTube, please like the video as well. Besides just subscribing, uh, you could reach James on Twitter at VaderJim124, and you could reach me on Twitter at Uh Like I said, Close to Protocol is coming out next week. We had a DC Comics interview episode for The Cut of Steel, and we have a Dragon Con episode for Up to It, Down to It. Sutra Sidewatch is coming back. Uh, We're just trying to schedule the next episode. Uh, We have a whole thing. We'll explain all of it in that episode of what's going on as we talk about. I think our first thing is going to be on a short film uh, called Curfew. uh, Will be our first episode uh, returning. Uh, But that is it for now. Until next week with Callista Protocol, guys. Catch you later.
1: Thanks for listening.